doing? I was with that song yeah. when I first this discovered was, uh, it. This was our jungle down hometown area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two that was, ELO- I was living in Chicago yeah. listening through ELO's entire catalog, and that song came yeah. on, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, we spent some time in Ezra's hometown. We spent every pretty much every episode in Ezra's <laughs> yeah. hometown so far. I Back don't know again. How they're still sneaking under the radar. <laughs> I think that's a mystery we're going to find you out. You know, and I think it's a pretty big planet. It's not like they're going to different continents. Yeah. They're kind of hanging out. I found the- a picture. You know how, like, Windows does a, I don't know, you got an Apple, but Windows does, like, a rotating lock screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, beautiful pictures yeah. of the world. There is a desert, and I'll write it down next time it pops up, but I think it's the inspiration for Lafal. Oh, really? Yes. There's, like, it's in Egypt. I believe it's in Egypt. It's a desert in Egypt. I can't, but they have, like, it looks... Are not they, as not as nicely formed conscious, but they have conscious. Are they, how are they with fields of wheat? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they got the fields of wheat. Because Lothal, it looks wheat heavy. Yeah. No, but it just, it looked conch-like okay. to me. And they were everywhere. And I was like, hey, that, I think that's a little inspiration. Yeah. There. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is we are reviewing in chronological order, episode by episode, that goddamn Rebel Show, formerly the Clone Wars Show. So if you want to listen to old Clone Wars, you can go back a little bit. Yet. But today we are reviewing season one, episode eight, Empire Day. Empire Day. Could it possibly be any better than last week's episode? Most likely. Okay. <laughs> but first, what we do is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes, and then we get right on in there. Right episode. on in there. So, uh, what? let me get this out of the way first, because I promised Mike Kennedy NFL last week, and then I just forgot. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> he's like, oh, you really built it up. You have to make it a big deal now. And it's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I can't make it a big deal. I could make, I could make it grandiose and a lie. But I was just out on one of my, I had a random day off during the week. Like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I'll make some extra cash. So I was driving Uber. I was out in Egan. Um, now, Egan is where the Vikings training facility is. The Minis- uh, For our European listeners, uh, that's American <laughs> football. If you're in Canada, gridiron football. <laughs> it's called in Australia. Yeah, for Zach, you cost a gridiron football. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, that's where their facilities are in Egan, Minnesota. Yeah, they, it's move, a- they moved from Eden Prairie a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that their old facilities are a lifetime fitness now. Yeah. Does yeah. it still have the giant Viking ship yes, outside? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't strap that thing to a flatbed you and bring they, it over to Egan? You think they would. I feel like that thing was a mainstay. Yeah. Or maybe put it in front of the stadium or something. But no, I drive by there on 169, and sure enough, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was out in Egan, um, and so... I get a request. There's this really large, like, the, the owners of the Vikings built this massive, beautiful facility there. 
Um, they have like a not I wouldn't call it a stadium, but yeah, they got kind of like a stadium yeah. there. Practice that, field. Yeah, the practice field has. It's like a, I don't know, like a Texas high school state. Yeah, because they spend like fifty million dollars on stadiums in Texas for their yeah. high school teams. It looks like they have like a hotel attached to the facility too. Yes, there's a brand new like beautiful hotel. I'm there. assuming that's where the away team will stay when they like come to play or something like that. No, but I think it's where players stay for OTAs, organized team activities. Oh. And so the Vikings recently, a couple weeks ago, had wrapped up their first round of organized team activities. I get a request for the Omni Vikings Lakes Hotel, which is that massive hotel oh. they built there. So I pull up, um, and I'm waiting for the guy there. It's very fancy, and like the the valet guy comes, I was like, "Yeah, can you move ten feet that way?" And I'm like, "Sure." You know, can't be in the can't be right yeah. there. Um, and a guy comes out. He's got like four lovely looking purple luggage like it's 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 very it's a samsonite you know it's nice and it's purple and he's probably you know he's a well-built man he's about six feet tall and i look at him like are you andrew because that's what i'm picking up he's like yeah yeah i'm andrew so I was like, "This guy's definitely a Vikings player." I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna tell me you picked up Ziggy Wilf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wario himself. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you're curious about the Wario reference, just look up Vikings owner Ziggy Wilf. <laughs> Zigamint Wilf. There's a picture of him uh, when they broke ground on the new stadium where he's got like the shovel. He and he's got the hard hat on. He looks like Wario, like digging for gold. It's like he has a zigzag <laughs> mustache. Yes, he literally looks exactly like Wario. Um, so I'm picking him up, but like I'm a pretty big Vikings fan, so normally I would like recognize players. So I'm like, this guy must be a rookie. Um, you know, so I pick him up and. Uh, you know, I'm just like, oh, going to the airport. So this is not a very long ride from Egan, 10, 15 minutes. And he's like, yep, going to the airport. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was, I was like, um, so I just like put a feeler out there. I was like, so um, heading back from OTAs. He's like, yeah, yeah, we just wrapped up. And I was like, so you're a rookie? And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, what's your name? And he's like, Andrew Booth. And I was like, hey. and then I immediately clicked because he's <laughs> He's our he's he's like going to be starting at cornerback this year. Really? Big time. Yeah, he's a national champ at Clemson a few Holy years ago. Holy shit. Oh, he's big time big. <laughs> he would have been a first round pick, but he had some injuries last year. But it's Andrew Booth Jr. who is a, a cornerback from Clemson and yeah. he got selected in the second round. So I like am driving. I'm like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and I must have looked like a massive rube, but he liked it. He's like I was like, yeah, you know, if I would have saw like Eric Kendricks, I'd know them immediately. But, you know, rookie, people get to know your face around here soon enough. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to make an impression, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, all, he's very confident. Yeah. And he was super cool. And we actually chatted the whole time. And he seemed to like the fact that I was like a rube and I was a fan. Like, he's a rookie. So he's not, this isn't boring to him yet. It's not like he's had 20 of me going, (laughs) whoa, you know, I'm sure in five years he'll be completely different. But for now, he was really excited about it. So, like, he was asking me questions as we were driving and stuff. It's not a very long ride, but he's like, so you got like a girlfriend or anything? And he's like, what do you, you know, is it, you know, he's like, did you tell him about the podcast? No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but I was like, you know, like I, I was dating some people before and, you know, then the pandemic hit and, I, you know, it's just nothing has really materialized since then. But I said something along the lines like, you know what? It's just more money for $800 Lego sets. And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Jordans and Lego sets. He's like, I feel you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. 
he was a really cool, nice young man. That's awesome. It's funny though. I'm like thirty something guy, like freaking out over like somebody who's like twenty two. I know, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> the first time I realized that is when I saw like adult men freaking out when we drafted like Teddy Bridgewater, who was like what twenty one when we yeah. drafted him, twenty two. Well, I mean, just look at me as a Timberwolves fan. Yeah, like fawning over Anthony Edwards, and the kid isn't even twenty one years old yet. <laughs> But no, it was a really cool ride. It's the second Vikings player I've ever going to ride to. Um, the first one, he was no longer with the team. Um, and I didn't say anything, but I recognized him. And I didn't say anything until we got to the drop. And it was Ben Gideon. Okay. He was a linebacker at Michigan. He played for the Vikings for years. Then he had an injury. And I think he kind of, you know, he got cut and then he retired, or more or less. Um, but he was excited, too. And I was like, he was getting on the I was like, can I just ask him? You Ben Gideon? He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one <laughs> but yeah andrew booth jr uh very cool he was a nice young man cool uh and he also tipped me 20 bucks hey for a 10 minute ride that's not bad yeah that's a good tip yeah so he got that signing bonus and a little bit went to me <laughs> so that's your story mike kennedy nfl i'm sorry has Mike Kennedy has Mike Kennedy NFL seen the draft me maybe video? About I don't know Adrian Peterson and how I met Adrian and all that. I don't jazz? know when Mike started listing. Yeah, I don't know. well, Mike, um, Mike will hear this, and if Mike is curious about draft me maybe, oh, or the sequel uh, to draft me maybe yeah. that I released that was not as successful. But speaking of the Viking ship at their old headquarters, we actually filmed some on there. Oh, that's on the right. ship, yeah. Um, that's that's my cringe era. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, that's my NFL story from Mike Kennedy NFL. That's cool. I hope I, I hope you know, I sold it a lot. But hey, it was exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, conversation would have gone a lot better if your co-host knew, like, even a little bit. I about immediately what's going on. text Maddie because, <laughs> like, he's the only one. Him or Limbag are like the only ones yeah. that would really get it. Yep. Um. So yeah. Uh. Anyway, so. Uh, I do want to hit this quick. This is new, and I just pulled it before the episode, so. <laughs> I love this fucking guy. <laughs> He's called, like, Little Man or something. He he streams. He streams, and he plays MLB The Show. Yeah. He's the funniest little dude. You sent me multiple clips of this guy. <laughs> That's when he just he beat out an infield grounder. It was great. <laughs> Speed. He's fun, though. Check him out on TikTok. Yeah. Little man. <laughs> I think he's got merch. <laughs> he's, he's all over the place. This little Good for him. Yeah, he rocks. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so this is a... Uh, I'll be using this a lot, probably. Um, there's, that, that would line up well with the ghost, you know, when they yeah. escape from some TIE fighters. Just give it a little speed. There's another button that you got You got the field trip music's? Oh, we took a field trip. Alright, so Clonecast field trip. We haven't taken a field trip while. This is an official Clonecast field trip. Yeah, this was an official one. Now, uh, you know, uh, this originally kind of correlated with uh, our trips to Cedar Cliff, which um, I think I might stop by Cedar Cliff tomorrow. Yes! I'm off tomorrow okay um so i'll probably watch kenobi seven or eight times <laughs> oh it's coming it's gonna be a good one <laughs> yeah 
Uh, but I will have time tomorrow to possibly stop by Cedar Cliff. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll get some uh, maybe we'll get some good nuggets from our old friend Steve. I hope you have better success than I did the last time. Well, you had mentioned it last there. time. You went for it. It's, we're not trying to deprive you of Cedar Cliff stuff, but it's like the last time one of us went there, it was Lackey Guy. Yeah. Who's apparently W-2, you know, he's yeah. employed. Full time. I don't know. Though. I don't know. I honestly think he just pays me quite. <laughs> I think so. But. We took, like, an official field trip. Well, first, so speaking of lackeys, just very quickly before we get into where we went, on the way over here, I stopped by Hot Comics by your house. Oh, anything good. Uh, so, <laughs> they had, the, like, they, it looks like they had a recent shipment in, but nothing, like, crazy. Everybody's getting recent shipments in. Black Series are actually, you can find them right They're now. They're, like, well-stocked. Yeah. I um, think the supply chain's opening up. But speaking of lackey, so there's the normal guy, you know, the like tall, thin guy that looks like yeah, the, he, the guy that likes David Bowie. He looks like Rick Ocasek, kind yes, of. Yes, <laughs> he does. He's, and then there's another I tall would, guy. I would describe him as sinewy. That's yes. how I would describe him. But there's him. another tall guy, too, who looks like Rick Ocasek's bassist. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like he looks like he'd be in he'd be in the cars, but he'd just be yeah. sitting there playing bass. But I think you told me the guy that I, I'm talking about is the owner, I think. You had mentioned David that? Bowie guy is the owner. Yes. The guy that wears button ups, but he leaves like four buttons yes. down. Yep. Yeah. 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 And he has a uh, like uncharacteristically deep voice for yeah. such a thin frame. Yeah. Um, so he was there and he was like, I walked in. They don't have air conditioning in there. So it was balmy. They don't No. OK. Yeah. And it, so uh, I got to stop there tomorrow. Kenobi uh, part two comes out. Walked in and. Lackey guy who's kind of like a very younger kid, like bigger, bigger guy, bigger guy. Yeah, I know him. Super friendly. Yeah. Like I walk in the door and he like immediately started waving at me. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that guy's great. And then David Bowie guy was behind him in like a folding chair, just like reading something. Yeah. Have you ever seen other lackey guy there? Yes. The like the little guy that's very skinny. But he's like an older guy? Yeah, he's like older, yeah, but he's yeah, very yeah. skinny. He's yep. very friendly. Very helpful. And whenever I get comics, he's like, enjoy the books. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, this guy rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that guy rules. But this lackey guy, I, I just caught just the briefest conversation. <laughs> it was just cool. Last time I overheard his conversation there, and I didn't really mention because we'd never really gone collectible corner on hot comics, but uh he was talking about monkey pox with other guy. Yeah. yeah with yeah. A, with the skinny yep. guy. So lackey guy was talking about something and all I heard was the lackey lackey guy said to said to the owner, he was like, What the so this is this says this uh from Forbes. What the hell is Forbes? <laughs> and the owner was like, Forbes is a financial magazine that goes into articles with business and it's all related to finance and business. And the lackey guy was like, Really? <laughs> the owner was like, Yeah. And he was like, Jeez. People actually care about what billionaires, <laughs> what billionaires are doing. And the owner, all like, all I heard was the owner. <laughs> what's the guy was like? People actually care what billionaires do. No, all, the owner just goes, "Yes," <laughs> and that was <laughs> end of conversation. I thought Forbes was common knowledge. So did I. I actually wish I had that kind of uh, just naivete. Yes. Yeah. That guy's got to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Man, I love Lackey Guy. He's he's like number those two. I don't even I don't even want to call them Lackey Guys. That's like disrespectful. They're very nice and helpful and good employees. 
They're tops on the power rankings. Could you imagine if those two lackeys got together? <laughs> How the conversation would well, go. Well, I did. I told you they were talking monkey pox. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. the lackey from Cedar Cliff and the lackey from Hot Comics. Oh, Hot Comics lackey is a way better person. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cedar Cliff guy, I think he's just in the wrong websites. I feel like but C- Steve is Cedar like molding Cliff, his mind Cedar still. Cedar Cliff Lackey would be too domineering. <laughs> and Hot Comics Lackey would just kind of like. It's like, like wh- where do you get this crap? Yeah. You know, like, I'm just here to, like, talk about the Fantastic Four, my friend. Um, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, I got to stop there tomorrow because that Kenobi miniseries, they're releasing another comic tomorrow. So okay. It's a heavy Kenobi day tomorrow. Yes. Um, but yeah, so official clone Back cast to field, the main trip. field trip. Uh, last night was the big night of the Gordon Lightfoot concert <laughs> that we had mentioned a few times. Now Adam took his girlfriend Bree uh, for her birthday. That was one of her birthday gifts, correct? Yep. Um, and I took my mom for Mother's Day. My mom is a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. Yes, she is. This was my mom's first concert in. Many years. Um, did she have fun? Yes. Good. She did. Um, but your beforehand. Mom, your mom is fucking adorable. I always forget how tiny she is. She's very small. I could fit her in my front pocket. <laughs> my mom is like 4'11". <laughs> yes. Like, I'm almost a foot taller than my mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I dwarf my mother. So it's a miracle I turned out as tall as I did. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, she's very small. Um, she's a smart woman. She is a she quiet at times, but you can get her going sometimes. You get talking. She, she winked at me no less than eight times throughout the course of the evening. That's weird. She, no, she would just like she would when make I a do joke. something stupid. She'd make a joke or a comment, and she'd look at me and just like wink. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> it was the best. What the hell. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So before Adam wanted to get. This was Adam's idea. Well, technically, Bree was like, well, we have to get dinner with Tom and his mom. Yeah. Well, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So we got dinner. Um, yes, yeah, so we got dinner uh, and dinner was fine. It was good. Um, I don't know. Like um, we talked about the podcast a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, so you guys walked in. You made reservations, thankfully. Um, you you and your mom walked in. And I was like, hey, it was it's very nice to see you again. I met you once in like 2008. She don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like very nice to see you again. And she's like, oh, and she like shook my hand and then Brie introduced herself. And uh, it, I think it was less than a minute before as we were walking into the restaurant. She goes to Bree and she was like, you need to fix him up with one of your friends. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. Uh, so it took like no less than 60 seconds yeah. for her to do that. And then as soon as you were like, no, she like turned to both of us and she was like, oh, yeah, there are there are a couple of things that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> One thing <laughs> was your toys. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to discuss all the collectibles. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, so um, we sit down. Now, they gave us, like, uh, high chairs, and my mom's very small. And she's like, yeah, we were at a high top, Dave. Yeah, we were at a high top. And we were walking up to it, and my mom turns and she goes, <laughs> make sure I don't fall. <laughs> she had, like, climbed the thing. <laughs> um, but she got up there. It was no problem. So dinner was very pleasant. Um, 
I met a nice man in the bathroom while I was taking a piss. There's every now and then as a guy when you're taking a leak next to somebody in a urinal, there's Someone's just the chatty chat guy. He's just he's got to talk to people. And he was also going to Gordon Lightfoot. Yep. Um, so I was accosted by him for about a minute after washing my hands where he talked my ear off about Bob Dylan, the Beatles. Um, you know, he's like, you're too young for that. Now, he thought I was like 25. Hey. And I, I felt good because right before that, they didn't card me when I got a beer. Yeah. And I was upset. Oh. So right away, my he like the little minuscule amount of self-esteem I still have remaining. That guy brought it back. <laughs> it was like it was self-esteem, self-esteem CPR in the men's Selvaged. bathroom. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Is there anything stand out from dinner that we need to discuss? No, um, not really. I mean, it was a very pleasant conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my mom's an educator. Uh, Bree is a educator of uh, you know like some sort, yeah, of some sorts, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, we shit on Republicans the whole bit. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very pleased with how uh, open your mom was to be like, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. So you can see, I took a lot of uh, that perspective things from my mother. Yes. Um, not my father. Um, who I did go over there for Father's Day on Sunday. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we had chicken. Um, <laughs> he grilled it up. Um, but yeah, so yeah, dinner was very pleasant. But then uh, we went uh, right next door to the Gordon Lightfoot concert at the State Theater. Now, security guy, right when I was walking in, was showing me something. <laughs> I, You know, they got the little thing where you put like your keys and your wallet and everything in the little tub, and then they push the, the tub through, tray. and then you walk through the, met- the metal detector. And so as I'm picking up my keys, I have the little R2-D2 keychain. And he's like, who is that? And I was like, it's R2-D2. He's like, that's what I thought. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. So that guy right away showing me something. Yeah. Uh, Did you tell him about the podcast? No. Oh, I, I, I don't think he was interested. No, I guess. But he he, he did enjoy the R2-D2. All right. Um, so, yeah, then we went to our seats. Um, you came in a little bit after us because, I don't know, you had to get your tickets or uh, yeah, something? Yeah, it was a weird thing where I had to, like, re-log into Ticketmaster, but, like, the password wasn't right, so I had to, like, reset that. So yeah. I just told you guys to, like, go ahead. Yeah. We separated after dinner. Yeah. Like, we were in the same section, but um, I was we were probably, like, seven, eight rows yeah. back of you. So yep. I saw you guys, you know, and I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, there was like behind you. There was like a massive amount of empty seats that all of a sudden got filled in the middle of the show. It was like nuts. somebody just walked in, like a group of them. Yeah. Like, oh, we're late and we're here now. We were trying to figure out where we should sit, and we walked by like an entire section that was empty. And like for a second, I was like, let's just take one of these. Like, it, nobody's gonna be here. And then we finally were like, no, 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 let's actually find our seats. And we went and found them. And like later on in the concert, I was like, well, thank God we actually found our seats because all of these filled up. Yeah. Then the seats we sat in, we were in row Q. So we sat down in Q. And then they're like, oh, no, the, like somebody comes like, these are our seats. I'm like, we're Q yeah. right on the aisle. And then the, the usher comes. And he's like, no, you're actually one back here to the right. And I was like, that's R. It says R. And he's like, nope, trust me, that's the one. I don't know what they they labeled Q and R as like they consider them the same row, even though they're like slightly <laughs> very strange. But whatever. We found our seats. OK, um, so there was an opening act. I really didn't expect an opening act on this one, Yeah, neither but I. It, was, it was a pleasant opening yeah. act. Um, very a younger guy. Very acoustic. It was an acoustic set. A younger guy. I think Matt Cause was his name. Matt Cause. Yep. Um, so uh, we sit down. 
Um, now, your seats, how were, like, uh, did you have an active section? Like, people keep getting up and going? Yeah. It was really, I, I've never seen so many people getting up and going so, at a show. I was expecting, the crowd that we got is different than what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, nothing but, like, 50 plus. Yeah. Like, Older folks that were there to see Gordon and then like sit down, enjoy the concert, stand up and leave. There were a fair bit of people in their 30s. Like, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So in like all of them were talking a lot, like standing up. Yeah. Like moving around. So and I'm not complaining about that. I'm just like I was kind of surprised by it. Um, Now, our seats were on the aisle. But they're right behind. Um, there's kind of like that entry that comes, yeah. and then there's like a wall. We were my on mom's... like the mezzanine or balcony yeah. level. Yeah. My mom's short, so she's actually like leaning out into the aisle to watch. So Gordon comes out. You know, he's 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 old. Yeah, <laughs> he's an old man. <laughs> yeah. Now he's 83. <laughs> but as like we said before, going to the concert, he's not a spry 83. <laughs> no. I think he's had a couple strokes and he had some issues. Luckily. It's like a miracle he can actually do this Luckily, stuff. he had his backup band. His backup band was hitting it out of the park. Median age was probably around 76. Yeah. <laughs> but they were a spry 76. <laughs> and they could play. Yeah. Um, now, there's this one woman who, she must have been a super fan or something. It was annoying as fuck. Oh, really? She whooped all the time, like, woo! And it's like... <laughs> for Gordon Lightfoot? For Gordon Lightfoot. Now, she first offended my... my she offended my mom probably three or four times. Right. And my mom, like I said, has not been to a concert for a while. So, like... <laughs> she, like... um, She let somebody out of her row that was, I don't know, going to the bathroom or getting a drink or something. And then... Inst- she's the last seat <laughs> in that aisle. And then... Instead of just going back and sitting back down, she just kneels down on the stairs and just watches from there. And that's like right in the line of where my mom was watching. And so I didn't know at first. And then all of a sudden I hear my mom go, I can't see. (laughs) I'm like, Mom, what? What are you doing? And she's like, well, she's right in my way, Tom. I know it's embarrassing, but. (laughs) But I mean, really. Why aren't you sitting back down in your seat after somebody after you let the person out of the row? Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, very weird. How old is this lady? Older than us. Okay. 45, maybe 50. Okay. Um, Did she flash the band at any time? Thank God, no. Okay. Ugh. Uh, it would not be fun. <laughs> but she was um, she was annoying. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the whooping. You know, like, um, there's a part in the song, and we'll play the song later because we got the clone cast recommends. <laughs> And I was I, I figured in the spirit of things I'd pick a Gordon Lightfoot song, you know. Yeah. Um. But there's a part. It's the winter song, um. You know, and it's it's that a winter uh, like spend a lonely winter yeah. night with you and me. And then that part where it's like jingle bells almost. Yep. yep. Every time the drummer did that, she went woo. Now this woman is just. And then she would do this thing where she closes her eyes and she sticks both her arms in the air and like waves back and forth like she's on some fucking acid trip or something like just vibing with the music while he's like while he's like chirping through sundown. Like, I, I need to miss the uh, or I need to beat this woman. It's something else. But then get this. She gets up and leaves during a song. Guess what song she the start of the song. She gets up and leaves and goes to the bathroom. Carefree Highway. <laughs> 
worse. <laughs> Edmund Fitzgerald? She got up during what? Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, my God. So I don't know what kind of super fan she is. Yeah. But I was like, thank God. Because, ugh. She's probably, I'm imagining it's probably someone in their mid-40s that maybe they went with their daughter or son, and maybe that daughter or son gave them a hit of MDMA before the concert there you just go. to, like, relive the golden years. Yeah. So that that was funny, though. Like, But my mom would, like, turn to me like, why does this woman keep whooping? <laughs> I was like, you know, I... I don't really have an explanation for it. If it was Guns N' Roses, I could probably yeah, explain yeah. it. Like, people get hyped. It's a yeah. hard rock show. This is not the atmosphere for whooping. No. And I could even... I, I could even... I could justify it if he came out and just really blew the roof off of the place. Like, sounded exactly <laughs> like the records. But yeah. he's 83. He sounds 83. Yeah. He he has an interesting inflection in his voice. He always has. Yes. There were literally points where I think he just flat out forgot words. Well, for a while, I thought it was the sound system. Yeah. Because this, okay, this is how it sounded. It sounded exactly like this, where, and then it sounded kind of like this. And then, yeah. And then it came back, and, and then he would back. talk, and then he'd hear a couple of words, and then fade away. Yeah. And then he's back. But he would do that. And then he'd fade away, but then he'd come back and he'd hit words really hard. So yes. I didn't know yes. if it was him or if it was like the sound that was, was fading him. in and out. It was him. He's he kind of he doesn't. So he was telling like stories in between songs and I could only make out like. Yeah. Every other word. I text you. I was like, I only understand yeah. half of what he's saying. But the part that like killed me was <laughs> it was leading His Elvis story. It was, no. That, so besides that, <laughs> it was leading into the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, God. He started talking about. He was like, yeah, the he was he was telling the story of the Edmund of Fitzgerald, the Edmund, which is a ship that sank in the Great Lakes in, in Lake Superior, in Lake Superior. Yeah. And um, that's what the song's about. So, yeah, he was explaining the story of the song. So he was like, so uh, on the night of November this, yeah. uh, Edmund Fitzgerald set sail, and followed by the Ernie Edwards and, uh, and uh, it was quarter past 11. <laughs> Edmund Fitzgerald. Okay, they get it. Then, it's it's rough. And then they heard, they heard on the radio. <laughs> And he yelled radio. Yeah, he hit radio hard. And I, like, blurted laughing. <laughs> I, like, in my seat, I was like... I was like... <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. It was just, like, now, reflexive. To the point where yeah. Bray was like, you, like, you, <laughs> go, everybody go. heard you. You need to stop. <laughs> but well, the it was the is- fact that he was so in and out, and it was so, like, like low energy, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was just like, he... Shouted the word radio yeah. into the microphone. Now, the thing is, that was a serious story. Most of his stuff that he told, from what I could gather, was like a joking story. Yeah, like, like his Elvis story, yeah. he talked about Colonel Tom Parker a bit, Elvis's manager, his famous manager. And so, like, he'd do the fading in and out where he would, like, you'd lose track of the story. You don't really know what he's getting at. Like, I knew the juxtap of it was, like, Elvis covered one of his songs. So I knew the juxtap of it. But then, like... He would fade in and out of the story. So you lose track of the story. But then when there was a punchline in his story, he would hit it. He'd yes. come back. He'd come back and he'd be like, oh, I was jumped out of my car. And then you're like, 
You had no idea what led up to the punchline, though. But the entire crowd, as confused as we were, knew based on his inflection is that when we were supposed to laugh. So everybody would laugh. My mom would turn to me and be like, I don't know what he's saying. (laughs) And my mom has not great hearing as is. So it was very difficult for her. But, like, he did it in the songs, too. Like, I swear he forgot words of songs. Like, he'd be like, oh, yeah. If you could read my mind. And then he'd, like, back off and then go, and he'd just, like, mumble something. I swear there were mumbles going on. Yeah. Now, that being said, I do quite like the actual music of his songs. When he was getting into it and he was enunciating every word, like, his voice sounded good for an 83-year-old man. As long as he could carry it. He couldn't carry it for, like, a full song, like, and he would kind of lose it at certain parts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would. I think he just legitimately forgot some lyrics. Yes. Um, Like, Edmund Fitzgerald, I could only... I've heard the song a ton, and I... It was. It's we, like going to a Bob Dylan concert. You're like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. We did reach a point where Bree was like, why does he have to do this? <laughs> she was like, is he in like is financial is he trouble? In financial trouble or like, I don't know. I she saw was like he he should be relaxing. He's an old man. <laughs> I saw a CBC interview with him like he was originally doing the tour before the pandemic, but then the whole thing got delayed because of the pandemic and he wanted to finish his dates on it. So this what this was actually supposed to be a concert like two and a half years yeah. ago. He, they interviewed him in his house, and if it looks pretty nice. Well, like he's like royalty. In that Canada. was the other thing. I was like, okay, here's the deal. If we look it up, and he hasn't toured since two thousand one, yeah. and all of a sudden he's going on tour, he's definitely financial trouble. But I mean, if he's been touring consistently, maybe the guy just loves the road. He loves like going out and doing his thing. And, like, we looked it up after the concert, and that was the case. Like, he's been touring yeah. pretty consistently. I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know, Paul McCartney is... I don't think Paul McCartney will ever stop touring. Yeah. It's just what he does. He wants to go to as many cities as possible. Yeah. Like I was telling you before the show we were talking about, I was like, he's been to fucking Montana. <laughs> yeah. Like, a uh, shout out to any Montana listeners we have, but, like... God, if we get a Colon Casanova yeah. in Butte, Butte... Oh! Can we call it butt? Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen Beavs and Butted do America and they drive through Butte and they just look at the sign and go, butt? <laughs> Did you see my General Beavis post? They're coming back. Did you see my General Brevis no, uh, post? It's Beavis. I took General Grievous and I put oh. Beavis's head on. <laughs> General Beavis. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's A plus material. Oh, that's why they come to the clone cast. Um, Now... There were lights too, and there was this one song. I can't. I didn't know oh this god, song. Oh my god! Is that you too? I was. Oh my god! We were blinded. God. I thought I was gonna have a seizure. <laughs> okay, so there were like these. <laughs> there were these very powerful spotlights that they were doing like a. I don't even know if it was a design, but they would just go off randomly during the song. Every ten seconds, it would hit me right in the face. It was like a floodlight <laughs> yes. shining directly into your pupil. It was awful. <laughs> Whoever, like, the audio video guy is, F. An yeah. F. Like, an F. Just, like, he'd go in and out of the songs. Like, I think that was more of Gordon. But, like, it was only that one song, yep. thank God. But it was every 10 seconds. I had to close my eyes for, like, half the song. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Yeah. And then it's, <laughs> like, that was one moment Pre and I were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and there's another time. So, like, he ended up, he ended up. Uh, taking a break between two songs. When did eye drops? And he like 
kind of like took a break and just kind of like didn't say anything in the microphone and just kind of like walked towards the back. And then like, oh, pe- God, people started yelling requests at the stage. So, so he's taking like, I don't know, a minute break, yeah. maybe a minute or two. Like I saw him. You could. It was dark where he went. But like I saw him take a drink of water and I think he put eye drops in. He went like behind the band. There's a stool there with like yeah. some stuff on it. I saw him put a couple eye drops in and then he was like wiping up. But it took him like he's slow. He's older. So it took him a couple minutes, but like uh, after like 30 seconds, some guy just yells out like, my wife wants you to play cotton candy or something like that. And then like another person yelled. And then finally, like one woman would just play whatever you want. And the crowd cheered for that, which was I was like, yeah, seriously, shut the fuck up. Like, but that's when I texted you and I was like, what the fuck fuck is is happening? What's going on here? (laughs) That was like shortly after I was blinded, too. Yeah. And then there's another moment where he played a song and then like kind of the, the song abruptly ended, but it ended and he just kind of froze. Yeah. And he kind of like looked into the crowd. Well, and now a- I know now that he was teasing the next song. Yeah. Because he was which doing- is this big hit. Sundown. Yes. Yeah. It was like he, that song was called Darkness. I, that's one of the ones I wasn't too keen yeah. on. But yeah, he transitioned. So yeah. he like, but he froze for like a couple of beats too long. Yeah, we're like Bree and I both were looking at him, <laughs> and I leaned over to Bree and I was like, Jesus Christ, did he just have a stroke on stage? <laughs> and like, she started laughing, and then he started playing Sundown. But like, like we immediately recognized Sundown, and people started clapping, and then he started singing. But then he like forgot the first like, yeah few words of Sundown. Yes. So, like, he, I was like, Jesus Christ, did he have a stroke? And, like, he started going. I was like, oh, all right, all right. And then he started singing, and I was like, uh-oh, did he still have a stroke? Yeah. Now, the thing is, when he forgot the words, and it happened a couple times, notably, noticeably in Sundown. Yeah. I think of the Edmund Fitzgerald, too. He may have been saying the words, and I just didn't understand them. But in Sundown, he definitely forgot, like, the first verse. And he went, like, So, like, big ups on him for, like, Humming it out, I guess, or like barking it out. Yeah. Something that sounded like it. Yeah. Um, now, the interesting thing, my mom, back to my mom, like uh, the opening act, she didn't clap for any of after he finished until he was done, done. <laughs> then she clapped for him, right? I clapped after every song. Then when Gordon came out and her mood just changed, <laughs> she immediately like smiled. And after every Gordon song, like I just did standard clap, you know, and stuff like that. My mom, like, leaned out into the aisle after every song, and she clapped, like, <laughs> vigorously hard, like a seal. She was like, it, like, like, she was clapping for him like he would hear that clap. Oh, that's awesome. So my mom, my mom loved it. She did love it, um, but she did say, like, I couldn't really understand him all yeah. the time. But, like, I think she was just happy to see Gordon like because yeah, she loves Gordon. And I, hey, we're, it was a funny show. It was. After, I've been to tons of shows. For, and, an, yeah. for an 83-year-old man, like... I just I thought it's funny when you think job. about, like, Paul, who yes. is, like, literally going out and doing three-and-a-half-hour well, sets. And I was joking with you before the concert. I was like, it's it's hilarious how much evidence we have yeah. of what a vegan lifestyle will benefit you with in the long run. Yeah. And still, we're all like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Paul's a vegan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, you know... The the musicians with him were great, um, and he has got really melodic music, so it still hit. Yeah. You know, like the the musicians were great. So, Bri, um, at one point, did lean over. She was like, 
is the guy playing lead guitar in his band David Hasselhoff? <laughs> like, holy shit. That guy was hilarious because every time he would have any kind of lead part, the spotlight guy was quick to put him in yeah. the spotlight. Yep. Like, that's the one lighting thing they did well. He did look like the young buck in the band. Yeah. And he had to be, like, 72. Yeah. <laughs> He's spry. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fun. I had fun. Uh, we did bail after. Now, he did an encore. Yeah. But, like, normally with an encore, you let the crowd cheer for, like, three minutes. <laughs> I know. He, it was he, the best. It was, like, 30 seconds. And, like, he went off stage. He's like, my mom's like, is he done? And I was like, well, usually they come, they go, they, they go back and they'll be back out in a few minutes. And, like, my mom, she's small and she just kind of wanted to beat the rush. So we yes. left. Um, so I was like, well, we can, he's like, I was like, do you want to go or do you want to wait? And she's like, well, we can go. Um, I'm getting tired. You know, blah, blah. So we left, and uh, it came on did Rainy Day People. I think I heard yep, it as yep. we were leaving. But, like, they were off the stage for 30 seconds. Maybe 10 seconds. Like, it was no time. My mom decided to go, and then before we could even get to, like, one of the exits, he was already back out on stage. Yep. Like, they did not let it go for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, which is great. I I hate well because it's all you're gonna come out anyways when people sit and clap for three minutes yeah it's and a, then they come out you're doing it anyways just why do you even do it yeah you know yeah it's like there like there was a time where encores were actually a thing yes like a band would when finish they their planned. set yeah and the crowd would be cheering and chanting for him and it was completely natural moment and the band would come out and most likely play something they had already played earlier in the night. Yep. Because it was an encore and they had rehearsed this song, so that's what they would do. There is no encores anymore. They call it encore still because the band leaves. They don't completely turn off the lights. Yep. Like, they don't turn the lights in this, it, on. It's just, it's so staged. The only artist I've ever seen that actually addressed it was I saw, actually, Bree and I's first date was I took her to a Sia concert. Okay. At the Fine Line in Minneapolis. Um, and both then and then when we saw Sia at First Ave, like, I think four or five years after that, like, Sia did say, she was like, okay, so typically, it was towards the end of her set, she was like, typically, this is where bands take encores. However, I think it's kind of shitty to have fans beg the artist to, like, yeah. play another song. So, how about this? Instead of taking an encore... I will just let you guys clap a little bit right now while I'm on stage, and then I'll just play another couple songs. And everybody like started cheering. She was like, all right, so this is the encore, and we don't have to go through all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, that's fucking awesome that yeah, she but would like, do that. In this new era of encores, has there ever been a band that doesn't come back on stage? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Has there ever been like, well, they're not clapping hard enough for us. We're it. That's it. <laughs> I know. You I know. know. I've, I, every concert I've been to, they do that shit. Yeah. And every time they come back, yeah. I'll say no. And like they take sometimes they take three, four minutes and the clapping has died down at that point. Yes. It's like you didn't come back out at the height of this. Uh, anyway, so that's the concert. Uh, <laughs> that either was very fun for you or very boring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but I had a good time. My mom had a good time. She yelled at the lady. That was funny. <laughs> I can't see. There was an older couple sitting in front of us, and it did look like the guy was a little bit older than the woman that he was with. And uh, there was a, the guy, like, the guy was trying to film, like, almost every song of Gordon's. Like, he would hold his oh, phone up and record. That and finally, me, yeah. his, like, I'm assuming his wife or girlfriend leaned over and did the, like, cut it 
like, yeah. like hand across the neck kind yeah. of motion. So he stopped. He, the and guy it, next to me was really annoying with his phone. He would record like the big hits and then he'd post them on his Facebook. Yes. And well, he kept so, I'm checking that. And like during songs, he would check his Facebook yep. notifications. I'm like, dude, so, God, who has fucking Facebook? So man? the lady, the, the lady, after she did the like cut it motion after that, like the next song, she recorded it. And then I watched her like post it on Facebook and then Brie overheard the conversation they had where she leaned over to him and she like whispered something. And then Brie just heard the guy go, Gordon Lightfoot, like Gord Lightfoot, oh. Lightfoot. And she was like, what? And then he was like, he was like from the 60s. So she was like in this concert uploading a video to Facebook and she didn't even know who she was seeing. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the guy next to me, it's just like the guy next to me is like a perfect encapsulation of like just the boomer idiocy. Well, in it's America. hilarious. Just how constantly checking his notifications on fucking Facebook. It is hilarious. How for like a low. He's like. For a shitty looking video from how, a balcony. How quickly it turned where everybody like bitched about millennials and their phones. Yeah. And I'm at this concert and I looked at every fucking boomer in the audience. Had <laughs> All their, Facebook. Had their phones up recording videos and then like right to Facebook. God. Facebook is a cesspool. <laughs> I love how absolutely fucking dead I know, it is. I know. Oh, and True Social is hilarious, by the way. I saw some videos like people like you could tweet something out like abortion is healthcare, and they it makes it think that you posted it, but it doesn't show up on your feed. It doesn't show up on other people's feeds. It just goes into the void. <laughs> so like you can tweet whatever you want because they're the big free speech, but they don't. It doesn't display it literally anywhere. it like certain like keywords and phrases like just make it go into the nether. <laughs> Fucking great, man truth social what a fucking joke um anyway so that's the concert uh let's see here uh i got it we we got a lot of stuff to cover here let's um should we move on to the next segment yes please okay the sacred jedi text i can go yeah. anywhere yeah. but the bread friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow okay Read them, have you? Well, I page turners. They were not. Okay, book corner. Uh, quick update. I finished Lost Stars, and I have to say, five out of five. Uh, oh, shout nice. out to Eliza. Drop a magic. The official librarian of the pod. Uh, this was. I don't know. I've had. There's been a couple other five out of five Star Wars books. This really hit. And this was, so the main characters are not part of, like, the core Star Wars stories. No, but it's almost like I compare it to. Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Because they kept finding themselves in these situations where, like, these big things would happen in the Star Wars universe, and, like, they were they there. were part of it, or they were there to see it all, like the Death Star exploding, um, you know, and just all this stuff. Like, it all just kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, yeah. like, some of the bigger events of Star Wars, like the Battle of Endor and the, the, the second Death Star and all this stuff. So it's... um. Yeah, it's it's really cool in that sense. So um, it definitely feels very connected, even though they're not characters that we've ever heard of before. And I will say, like, I was like, well, there's only one way this is going to end. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it did not end how I just assumed it would end. And if, if it ended how I assumed it was going to end, I would have been fine with it. It was it was a, a magnificent book. But the way it ended, it was completely unexpected. 
but it was like completely fulfilling and I was really happy it ended that way and it lends itself to possible future maybe a sequel novel that's awesome or something I would love to see there's apparently a manga of it too which I'm going to check out um but yeah I mean it's just the emotions in it are very high and it's you know I love books where it makes me feel connected and invested in the characters much like any other content that you consume like the death of Ivan Illich uh, by Tolstoy is my favorite. I don't even call it, it's like a novel, but it's very it's not a very long novel. But it's just it's a gripping and harrowing thing, and you like feel this dude's like pain and depression and just like the disconnectedness of this man as he just like slowly dies, and it's just so powerful. And those are my favorite kind of novels. And this evoked a lot of strong emotions out of me. I got to care about these characters a lot. So, I mean, if you're looking for a tearjerker, if you're looking for something where you're really going to get invested in Star Wars characters, some really cool, you know, like, oh, look at that. Oh, that's where that happened. And that's where this happened. Oh, I can't believe they interacted with Darth Vader here. And this and that. You know, like, <laughs> it's awesome. It really is awesome. Um, five out of five stars. Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. Um, I put it right up there with Dark Disciple, wow. uh, Kenobi. That is high praise. Uh, and Darth Plagueis, one of my other favorites. And I'm reading another James Luceno now who wrote Plagueis. I'm reading uh, Darth Vader, Rise of the Dark Lord, which is a Legends novel. Oh, okay. Because I'm passing time because Moe is being a slow poke. <laughs> Moe started a re-listen of the Catalyst audiobook, which is follows Galen yep. or so around. But... Um, we're going to do a special episode, or I will, with Mo. I'm going to have Mo on and discuss Rebel Rising, which yes. follows Jin. So that will be the next one I read after this one. Um, so yeah, I'm about halfway through this book right now. Okay. Very good stuff. Luceno's awesome. He's a great author, too. Um, but yeah, so that's my little book corner update. Cool. Um, should we keep it rolling? Yeah. Just keep it rolling. All right. Message after the message. <laughs> Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Yatta! All right, mailbag. Mailbag alert. We got a lot of mail to get to. We got two letters that I'll tease. Uh, We're expanding in Europe. We got an Irish listener. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm very excited. <laughs> now we need a now we need uh, somebody in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and then we can we can get them to you know reunite. Yeah, give Ireland back to the Irish or whatever. Get those troubles out of here. Yeah, get the trouble. The clone cast is going to resolve the troubles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> We're in a national peace. I do love it that there was a brief period of time in the '90s when you needed a terrorist in a movie like Patriot Games, and they were like. Let's throw an Irish person in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a trope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lorna out in, and we will read Lorna's uh, mail next time. It came in just recently. Yes. We were very excited. Um, so I don't know. We're going to work up something special for Lorna. Yeah. Uh, I think I might pull Oh Danny Boy or something, <laughs> you know? Um I want to have like a clone cast convention in Europe. I know. You know, we were we were joking having it in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. And I actually tweeted like the city of Wichita, like, "Hey, how much does it cost to get your convention space?" <laughs> and they responded. <laughs> Their convention center is yeah. is just the banquet room of a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yes, it really is. Uh, it's like a Cracker Barrel connected to a gas station, connected to a Taco Bell, and then just like a big. 
just two thousand square foot room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lorna uh, and I, I remarked maybe Lorna D. Yeah, uh, we could go with Lorna D, who is a uh, Twi'lek from the High Republic. Um, but that's Lorna. So Lorna also had some good Catholic talks. So <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into Lorna's, and then uh, we also heard. Um, from Adam, your dad, who has been uh, apparently rec- uh, recommending us to anybody with <laughs> <laughs> any kind of like Star well, Wars. Well, the background is in the email, so we'll just, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to that next time, too. So Andrew down yes. Rochester Way gave us a shout-out, yep. which was very exciting. So we will read Andrew's uh, in the next episode of the episode after. We typically do one at a time, yeah. but we'll, we'll either do two or we'll do them one at a time. But So Andrew and Lorna. Very excited to hear from you guys. We will be reading those on a future episode. Um, but uh, Liv's friend, Sarah, who doesn't listen to the podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to read her email here because I had remarked about we need somebody for marketing. And, <laughs> and so she sent us her resume. <laughs> so, Liv, now's your cue to tell her to listen to this episode. So Sarah wrote to us. So uh, very formal. I'm thinking I think she actually CC Liv on it as well. <laughs> So uh, she's applying to be, uh, you know, like the clone cast head marketing. We could use a marketing person. Yeah. You know, we could use somebody with a little. Yeah. So to whom it may concern, I'm writing this in response to the job offer I forced you to offer me on Twitter earlier today following a reply I received from you. Please find my resume as as the attached PDF. I would like to dismiss any concern you may have about self-doxing as I have been on the internet for many years and my current position requires annual computer training. Hey. So, from my young professional career as a caregiver and my academic career as a writer, I've learned a lot about people, communication, and working on a team. My previous roles as a toddler teacher and teenage mentor can assist as the CCP's Marketing manager. I like that. The CCP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we should. I should have already. Had yeah. Already. She's paying dividends. Yeah, the CCP. <laughs> that. What did that stand for in Russian? CCCP. CCP was like a Russian. It had something to do with the USSR. Yeah. It's like CCCP. That's Is that like, like in the, Russian? That's yes, what like the USSR. United... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, CCP. Ooh. But CCPs. <laughs> hey, welcome to the CCP. Okay. As CCP's marketing manager, because I can take complicated concepts. So what kind of complicated concepts do we deal with here? I don't know. Gordon Lightfoot concerts? Yeah, 30 minutes of Gordon Lightfoot talk. <laughs> we sure know how to alienate people. Balancing man. that with the interests of people interested in hearing a Star Wars talk. Yeah, and posting things like General Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> complicated. That's a complicated concept. My mind is like a complicated yeah. concept. It's a very strange place. You ever seen the movie The Cell? Where, with, like, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, Lopez is, like, yeah. a, a psychotherapist, and she goes into, like, a serial Someone's killer's mind. mind. Yeah. It's just, like, crazy shit. I think that's my mind. That came out in the 90s <laughs> when I was young enough where I was like, this movie's too scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> I got really high and watched it, and I made my mom take me to the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I was having a sleepover. We all got really baked, and we watched the cell, and everybody fell asleep. And I'm just laying there watching the cell, like out of my fucking mind, high. And like the lights were off, and I start. I wasn't like hallucinating, but I started to convince myself that I was seeing things in my room. Is this why you don't do drugs anymore? Yeah, because I just. I I don't mind smoking pot, and we still owe the clone cast an yes, we a do. pot episode. Yeah, we do. We'll get there. <laughs> but no, like there. When I used to smoke a lot in high school, like 
I would say half the time I would have a massive panic attack. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I quit. So, like, yeah, I woke my mom up at, like, 2 in the morning. We left. There's, like, five of my friends sleeping on my floor. We leave and go to the ER. They get me in to see the doctor. I tell him I think I'm having a heart attack, stroke, all this stuff. <laughs> and he's sitting there. It's like, there's nothing physical with you. Tom, did you smoke any pot tonight? And, like, my mom's sitting right there. I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's what you're having a panic attack. <laughs> so that was great. That fucking Cell movie. I've never watched it again. Ooh, we should watch the Cell. That'll be our bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll both get high and watch that, and I'll drive you to the emergency yeah. room. No, I'll seriously think that, like, the George Lucas cutout is a demon or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where were we? Okay. Uh, I can take complicated concepts and re- reduce them down to comprehensive levels without misdirect or condensation. Conde- hey. Condescension. I was yes. going to say condensation. It's got the HVAC on my mind. It's hot outside. <laughs> Bear. Um, prior to my current position, all content I created for social media had to be approved by my narcissistic 80-year-old store owner. <laughs> well, I think we'd actually be quite the upgrade over that, boss. I do think yeah. so. This taught me how to pick my battles, incorporate a variety of writing styles to increase our niche customer base. Hey. That sounds... We need to increase yes. our niche customer base. I learn quickly and enjoy working directly with others while achieving personal projects. My creative skills give me both an artist's eye. I like that. That's sharp. Yeah. An artist's eye. <laughs> <laughs> and an empathetic attitude. Well, we definitely need that because we're just some basket cases over here. Although I do not listen to the podcast... <laughs> I am a Star Wars fan, as well as being close friends with our mutual connection, Liv. Yeah, Darth Clink! Uh, Liv and I went to the same schools while growing up, and I continue to love and cherish their friendship more than a decade later. I have wonderful wardrobe pieces that I can showcase during company video meetings. There you go. We love good flair. Yeah. We love good flair. I also compliment people. You look very nice today. Well, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I look forward to hearing from you and negotiating. Best, Sarah from Twitter. Uh, and then a um, resume is included, a portfolio of sorts. Um, looks very qualified. It looks lovely. Um, Sarah, you know what? I'm just going to make a uh, just executive order. Uh, you don't have to do anything for us, but on your LinkedIn profile, just go ahead and just yeah, say just put us down. CMO of yeah. the Clonecast podcast. Just call it CCP Productions or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You can make it sound really formal and... You reach out to us. We'll give you the contact information for us, and I will Just vouch for, for you. Love of God, <laughs> include a link. Yes, but we'll vouch for you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care. You get an interview. Throw you want somebody to call? Yeah, they can call me. I'll I play it up. You got two references. Yeah, two good ones. I'll I'll read exactly what you wrote. <laughs> yes, we'll study those notes. We'll put them in our own words. We'll take per- certain parts and just go verbatim because it's very well spoke. Um, but yes, uh, we can't pay you. <laughs> What we can do is we can retweet things. Yeah. Um, if if you want me to send you my tweets before I send them up, you may want to reword them a little bit we better. Can, we, or maybe if you can give me like prime posting times. We can also erroneously uh, validate your marketing experience. So yeah. there you go. Um, I can also do really poor photoshops for you if that would help <laughs> your, if you'd like anything like that. Um, but if you want to do any kind of... Um, What's the, what's the term when the guy does the lawyering or the gal does the lawyering for free? Oh, pro bono. Pro bono. Yeah. If you want to do any pro bono work for the clone cast? Oh. I think we got it. 
we got it handled. I think we're we're uh, do we we're on even. No, not no. at all. I'm still trying to figure it out. I was thinking about signing up for Twitter Blue just to see if that increases engagement because I'm paying them three dollars a month. Do you have a blue check mark yet? No. Oh, we got to get one of those. Why would we want one of those? <sighs> Clout, baby. I think it's embarrassing when I see somebody with like 800 followers that has a check mark. That's awesome. No. <laughs> I love when I see a check mark guy who's got like 2,000 followers and they follow 5,000 people. Like fucking nerds. And they're like a fucking like, I don't know, a journalist for the San Francisco Chronicle covering like <laughs> covering like restaurants in the Bay Area. <laughs> we got to get one. Yeah. That would actually be really funny. No, I, know. I do think we need a Wikipedia page. We do. I think that'd be hilarious. That seems like a job for the authorian historian, yes. the official. <laughs> oh, Speak, speaking of not, if Sarah from Twitter of not paying anyone, yeah, <laughs> sir. He's the greatest. <laughs> he lets these run too long. <laughs> Is that a Naboo Starfighter? Oh, <laughs> uh, what other one should we play? Which one have we played in a while? I'm gonna do this one. Shout out to Cold Zack. Charles! <laughs> so good. Uh one more. I haven't done this one for a while. Let's do this one. This one's my It's my wife. Man, this song rocks. Get to it. It's my okay. Anyway, Sarah, we'd love to have you do the pro bono work. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and I hope you listen to this. So, Liv, uh, make sure to let Sarah know to tune in here. Uh, hopefully, we hook Sarah in as a new yeah. listener. Um, join Lorna and Andrew on the new. <laughs> They've joined us on the Clonecast Luxury Cruise Ride. Um, so, thanks for reaching out. I think it's hilarious. That was very funny. It's great. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, yeah, that's right. Should we do the time warp? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, Empire Day, Season 1, Episode 8, aired November 17th, 2014. Uh, so, new number one movie, Ouija's Been Gone. What was the one last week? Wait, what? What's been gone? <laughs> <laughs> kind of how Gordon sounded hey, at times. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell him he's clearing his throat. Yeah. Or he just is struggling through a lyric. We had a good laugh before thinking about like if he just kind of sort of wandered off stage and you saw one of his handlers like slowly turn him around and push him back towards the mic. Picks up a guitar and holds it backwards. Oh. <laughs> uh. We're going to hell. Um, so not Ouija, not Big Hero 6. That was it. Yeah, Big Hero yep. 6. Um, yeah, it's, this is a sequel to a massive 1990s comedy. Oh. A sequel, a long time coming. And it's actually, there's been, this is the second sequel. One was a prequel to it. And then they did this. Oh, I know exactly what movie this is. What is it? It's the second Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber 2, spelled yes. T-O. Yes. I love Dumb and Dumber. Yes. I could not tell you. It is a you. fantastic movie. It is one of the best comedies yep. 
90s had some hits, man. And it, they're all dumb movies, but they're That's, all good. Yeah, dumb movies are good. But they're like dumb done right. They're structured well, and they're actually good movies. They make you care yeah. about the characters. It's and... so odd to me that Adam Sandler made like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, and then you watch something he does now. It's like, are you just lazy now? Yes. Like, I don't, it's weird. Um, But yeah, so Dumb and Dumber 2. It's I, I watched it. The prequel is Dumb and dumber er. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah, and it was like two young guys playing yep. them. I think Bob Saget was in it, too. Yeah. Um, I've seen them both, but nothing really, I don't remember a ton. Yeah, I've I've heard, I've, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber 2, but I have heard that it's just horrible. And everything yeah. that was good about the first one, they like don't the do in the second only thing I remember one. is like Lloyd is in a sanitarium, and he hasn't talked in years. And like, Harry goes to visit him, and he was just playing a prank on Harry. <laughs> For like 10 years, not being able to talk. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, we also have a new number one song. Now, we've played this song before. It's Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Um, we love this song, by the way. Oh, there's like a Taylor Swift night coming up. What? Where? Yeah, I don't remember. I bookmarked it. I'll send it to you. So, eat your heart out, Devin. We have Taylor Swift night. We're going. <laughs> um, but, so Shake It Off is the number one song. It has finally dethroned Megan Trainer. Her reign of terror, all about that base, is over. That was like four or five weeks that she ran the table with that. It was like eight. Oh, my God. It's been the entire Rebels run thus far. That's nuts. Um, so we're going to do Clone Cast Recommends. Um, now, in the in light of last night's concert, I have chosen one of my favorite Gordon Lightfoot yes. songs. Uh, he did play this one, and I don't know if he remembered the words, but he, didn't, he definitely didn't do <laughs> You know, whatever that is. Um, I think he remembered the words on this one. Um... Uh, let's see. This is a song for a winter's night. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. It's a real banger. <laughs> Listen to it. Now his bassist does a thing. We'll hear it here. The lamp is burning low upon my tabletop. Oh, that's <laughs> right here. Listen for the bass. Now... The reason I picked this one, though, is because we're going to hear the jingle bells yep. where the woman kept whooping. Yeah. And it was so stupid. This is like a perfect example of, like, a Christmas song. Christmas songs that aren't on Christmas albums. Yes. It's weird. Like, Joni Mitchell has The River, which is on blue. The River is, like, a Christmas song. Here it goes. So, the drummer would be doing this, and she would just be going, <laughs> the great thing about this the is, is it's not explicitly a Christmas song, but it's got the Christmas vibe. Sure, shit sounds like it. Yeah, but it doesn't mention Christmas once. It's just a guy hanging well, out. Well, neither with, does the river. But I know. I'm just saying that's what's great. Yeah, about yeah. It. It, it speaks to more than Christmas. Yes. You can listen to this whenever. Um, but yeah, I mean those jingles. But woo! Um, so yeah, song for Winter's Night by Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, is my clone cast recommends of the week a very folk rocky um, well, 1960s he's a songwriter so yeah he's from the singer songwriter school he went to the James Taylor School of Songwriting um, Toronto is that right yeah he's from Toronto he's Canadian um, now he's actually pre James Taylor but he's in that same vein and I love the singer songwriters Jim yes. Croce's one of my favorites yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, that's my uh, recommendation here. Uh, Adam also has a song. I don't know what the hell it is yet. So, uh, do you want to preface anything here? Or you want me to just get into it? No, it's it? just it's another like I've been obsessed with these types of songs for a while. So, 
it's not going to be some 80s shit. It's not going to be a this Huey Lewis to you. Okay. It's also very low energy for okay. keeping with a the theme for this. I've been so many places. Oh, oh listen. Oh. listen to that voice. I've sung a lot of songs. I've made some bad rhymes. You oh, listen to the Donny Hathaway? Here it comes. I've out my love and stages with 10,000 people watching. Here it comes. But we're alone now, and I'm singing this song for you. For you. God, oh. it's so good. Have you ever listened to the Donny Hathaway version? Me, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 I have. I have, I have, I have. Because I, I, I went on a... T- I've been obsessed with this I've song treated you of weeks, and I looked up every fucking Is this Karen Carpenter? This is the Carpenter. Okay. Yes. There's no one more oh. important to this me. This is a great song. Listen to her voice. can't you please see There's through me? Kind of bounces. We gotta listen to that part, then we can get it down. God, the carpenters are so good. Here comes, here comes. You taught me <laughs> precious secrets. Oh, truth withhold and nothing. You came out in front, and I was hiding. But now I'm so much better. Listen to the melody Cause my love is in there hiding God, I love the Carpenters Yeah, I'd, I'd second this is a great song It's so good I would also recommend checking out the Donny Hathaway version Do not sleep on the Carpenters no, I'm, not, I'm not sleeping on the Carpenters I'm just like, you know, yeah, Donny yeah. Hathaway can fucking belt Yeah, yeah Have you seen the kid? He went on America's Got Talent He's blind I don't know. I don't. I'll show you. We're gonna take a break here, so you gotta see this. He sings it in the style of Donny Hathaway. Okay, and it is incredible. He's he's blind and he has uh, autism. Oh, okay. But like, his mom like helps him and like sets him up at the piano, and you're just not expecting it. It's one of those fucking moments like Susan Boyle. Yeah. You know, where Simon's like, (laughs) you know, one of those reality TV stories. But every now and every now and then, there's just moments. Yeah. You know. Oh, but Susan Boyle belt. God, that's great. Oh, I dreamed a dream. (laughs) Ooh, I love that song. (laughs) I do too. Okay. uh, Do we have anything else that we want to cover? No. Let's get into this episode. Yeah, we've been banging on for a while here, so we're gonna get into the episode. Let's do it. Empire Day! I love it! All hail our glorious empire! Right, well, move along. Zivon! <laughs> I got mad at Elton today. <laughs> I saw a TikTok of Elton yelling at his monitor guy. Yeah, did he call him a fucking idiot or yeah. something like that? Elton can be a real catty bitch. Oh, he's a diva. He is a diva, <laughs> and I was yep. just like, nah, I think I'm gonna go with Zivon today, Elton. Yeah. No more street kids for you. Working class hero. Yeah. Oh God. Desperados under thieves. That's yeah. the one that. That's the. That's. Uh. You know. I've been listening to it for about a month on repeat now. It's not going anywhere. Like no other song can unseat it as of late. It's your new every day. I read the book by Elvis Costello. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what are some other ones? God, we got some. Paris 1919 by we John Cale. Some eclectic taste. Oh, we get by. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, we forgot to do tweet of the week. We were running behind. We will do tweet of the week next time. Um, we just had a lot to cover. Maybe we shouldn't have talked about Gordon Lightfoot for a half an hour. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we we really know how to get to the heart of the kids. Yeah, I don't. Do we have to cut some of that? No. No, we're fine. We're fuck it. No, we don't cut anything here. Um, anyways, so Empire Day, huh? Empire Day. Hey, season one, episode eight, Empire episode Day. Episode eight, Empire Day of Rebels. Um, so Empire Day starts off um on a smaller town. They're in a smaller town called Jothal. Jothal, uh, like Jothal Lothal of Lothal. Yeah, Jothal of Lothal. And also, the bartender in this town is Joe. Yes, he is. (laughs) He's a cool dude. Yes, he is. And we'll talk about him. But we start off, uh, Ezra and Kanan are training on the outskirts of town. Uh, Sabine kind of gives him a look as she's walking around town and kind of watches him. Um, And that's going to be our first clip. Let's jump right into it since we babbled on so long. Um, So our first clip is going to be Ezra and Kanan training. We get our first, like close encounter with a loth cat yeah and he is a skittish one so let's take a listen step outside of yourself make a connection with another being can we do this another day we can do it now focus just throw the rock throws a rock into this like high grass and it hits a hits a loth cat who comes out very angry i don't think he wants to connect you're resisting he can sense it he can sense it what is he, like a Padawan kid? Oh. <laughs> you don't seem to be getting this. I get that this ball is trying to kill me. That's attacking him. Kanan finds it all very humorous. Give me your lightsaber and I'll make the connection. Excuse rough. me? Sorry, I just don't see the point of this. The point is that you're not alone. You're connected to every living thing in the universe. But to discover that, you have to let your guard down. You have to be willing to attach to others. (laughs) What if I can't? If you hang on to your past, if you always try to protect yourself, you'll never be a Jedi. Then maybe I'll never be a Jedi. Kid, whatever's going on with you, you need to spill it. I'm sorry, Kanan. I don't mean to wear you out. Today's not a good day. It's never a good day. Today, Empire Day. <laughs> some Tie Fighters approach. What are so many Ties doing out this far? Nothing good. Come Even on. the Lothcat fucking hates the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> so now what? What Kano was doing there is he he was kind of like using the Force to connect with the critter. Yes. Um, calmed it down. Calmed it down, and that's what he was trying to get Ezra to do. Uh, Ezra is in a mood though, and we find out why coming up. Yes. But um, so Ezra's just on edge. He's he's not doing a great job uh, focusing in on his training today. It's not a good day for Ezra. Um, he's kind of like me with birthdays. I hate them fucking things. Yeah, I don't like birthdays either. Yeah, stop. I don't want to talk about it. You know. I mean, I'll, I'll. You know. I think we've talked about it before. But who are these people who like adore their birthday? There's people really get hyped. I for don't it. understand it. Like, if like you're one of them. Like, okay, fine. But I'm like, fine I with can't like comprehend uh, it on Twitter getting digital happy birthday. Yeah, sure. I like that. Yeah. But like people, like a horde of people coming up to me physically and telling me happy birthday makes me very uncomfortable. I just don't get it. The people that are like, today is my birthday. Yeah. Like that make the proclamation. 
or those expect like, to, like, special treatment for it. Now, I know there's a joke, too, where it's, like, it's not your birthday. It's your birth month or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. do, like, they try to do, like, the whole month thing. And, like, a lot of people just do it as a joke. But there's, like, people that, like, literally, yes, like, take that shit seriously. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, we all got one. Yeah. It's like the most common. It's like the most common thing amongst you people. You don't get the entire month of October. Yeah. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Asshole. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we'll, we'll get to it. He eventually spills the beans that it's his birthday. But um, so we got TIE fighters landing in the town of Jathal. Um, and there's like a, it's a very small town, but there's a, a lovely establishment there, uh, a bar, local watering hole, the local watering hole. They got a cool entrance where they got like a cutout gunship. Yes. It's very cool. <laughs> so cool. It's awesome. Um, we get into the bar and the ghost crew is like sitting in a back table. Now, I don't know how they can show their face on this planet. <laughs> I really don't. They they're have to not be like even playing it low key. No, they're just they're out in the open. And granted, they're not in the capital city, but like it must be known to everybody. All the Imperials stationed on Lothal that they have like caused numerous issues. Zeb is also like they've made it very clear his species is like wiped out, and he's one of the last Lasats yes. to like be alive. Yeah. So, um. I, I, just a couple weeks ago, Ezra at the Imperial Academy, the Grand Inquisitor came in there and was like, yeah, that's the kid that this and that. You know, it's like, between Callus and the Grand Inquisitor, like... It's it also hilarious that they are measuring that next to them looking for a Rodian that is just a hue off. And they're like, nope, not the right one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're being very specific about finding the correct Rodian. Yes. So we'll t let's talk about that. So the ghost crew is just sitting in the back. They're just sitting at a table kind of observing. These TIE pilots come in. Apparently, TIE pilots are now also interrogators. Yeah. So they come in, and they start interrogating patrons, and there's a Rodian there. And they have, like, on their tablet a picture of a Rodian that they're looking for. And so this one's, like, a dark green Rodian, and they're looking for the lighter green Rodian. Yeah. <laughs> this one has a yellow hue to yeah. it. Yeah. So he's not the one. Um, so Ezra kind of sees what they're looking at on their tablet, though, and you hear him kind of go, oh, Sibo. So apparently <laughs> Ezra's very good with the Rodian hue. He, uh, he immediately recognized it as Sibo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our next clip is going to be the TIE pilots. They go up, they go, they go saddle up to the bar to question the owner. Now the owner is old Joe <laughs> <laughs> and old Joe is an authorian. Old Joe fucking rules. Yeah. This guy does not give two fucks. No, he is the Cedar cliff of bar owners. <laughs> he does not give a shit. You're in his yeah. establishment. I don't get, he doesn't give a shit if you're part of the fascist Imperial regime. Yeah. He's like, fuck you motherfuckers. So uh, old Joe is going to talk to the TIE pilots and then we get some ghost crew fallout here so let's take a listen to that the imperial holonet broadcast should play here at all he doesn't times. have it on the no TV. one's requested it for well ever it's the law old joe is speaking into a translator uh, today is empire day celebrating the 15th anniversary of the galaxy's salvation 
when our great Emperor Palpatine ended the Clone Wars and founded our glorious empire. On Lothal, Governor Price has commissioned a parade. You heard the man. Raise your cups to Emperor... This is Senator in exile, Gold Travis. Gold Travis, Brace. I bring more news the Empire doesn't want you to hear. I urge you to boycott all Empire Day celebrations to protest the ongoing injustices of the Imperial regime. Shut this off. Can't. It's the law. Yeah, old Joe! <laughs> We're done here. TIE pilots on search patrols? What's going on? Imperials have locked down the ports and put destroyers in orbit. It's a full planetary blockade. They're after a Rodian. Just be glad they're not after us for once. With Why what aren't got they after for you? today's parade? They'll be after us again tomorrow. Well, you're gonna have to do it without me. Where do you think you're going? I just need to be alone. Today's brought back some memories. Okay, so Ezra's still kind of playing a coy, but he's just, he's not in a good mood today. No. Um, today is bad day for Ezra. Old Joe also has like a phase one clone trooper helmet behind the bar, it's a, too. It's a, I want to I drink here. Yes! This, this bar is rocks. my kind of establishment. Yes. They got the gunship at the entrance. Yeah. They got a clone trooper helmet there. They don't put the Empire crap on the fucking screen. Like, this is old Joe's territory mm -hmm. here. Um... So old Joe rocks. I really hope we get more of them. I think we will. They're yeah, kind of setting so. it up that this is like the Ghost Crew's watering hole. They seem to have a familiarity with old yeah, Joe. Yeah, because they, they, they saddle up to the bar after the TIE pilots even. They talk right to him. So uh, old Joe is using the translator. Obviously, yeah. he's not doing the... You know. The other thing that I thought was cool is in the uh, kind of propaganda video that you see... They're playing the Imperial March in a major key. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. Like the Imperial March must be the the like anthem of the Empire because yeah. we hear it again. So the next scene is capital city of Lothal, Lothal City, and there's like an Imperial military parade going on there, and the music playing is the Imperial March in major. In major, it's it's so it's it's like a triumphant version of yes. it. Or it's, it's a lot warmer, I guess, <laughs> yes. but it's, it's a happier. Tone. Yeah, it's a happier tone. Um, but yeah, so we go to the capital city and there's ATDPs marching. There's just a whole lot. There's troops marching. It's, it's your standard totalitarian authoritarian military parade. Yes. Which Donald Trump wanted to re he wanted to institute those in America. He wanted to do one. Did you hear the reason why we didn't have one? Cause he was gearing up for it. He wanted tanks rolling down Washington, DC. Do you know why? They were like, no, we can't do that. Why? Because our infrastructure is too shitty. So <laughs> they destroy they were like, the roads. If we, if we <laughs> put tanks on the street, it would tear up our roads. We can't do it. Yeah. Man, those Russians, they know how to build roads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't have a Bastille day here. Why does anyone want to do that? Because he's a, he's a big boy and he wants to see the big trucks. That's literally what, like despos do uh, yes it is to like try to be like i have a dick yes like look i have a dick we no we don't need to like we don't need to show anything yeah i know just all they should do is you know what they should do for a military parade in the united states just have people with like uh 
like uh, you know like a cardboard box or something you know and just our military budget written on it like that, just yeah, the yeah. dollar amount of it and just like have everybody marching with the dollar amount yeah it's that's fuck, all you need to it know is the amount we spend on military spending is fucking absurd Ex- we don't yeah. need to demonstrate it to yeah everybody. so just roll out a pie chart and have them drag it down the street of like hey look how much our defense takes up fucking god yeah um but so overseeing the parade is the commandant uh i forget what is his name commandant what the fuck is that guy's name i've what i knew oresco that's it yeah, commandant yeah. oresco cumberlane Cumberlane Resco. I think Cumberlane is a city in Wisconsin. <laughs> Cumberland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but also there, minister to a conch gal. Also, he has a severe iron deficiency. Like, he looks like yeah. Count Chocula. That's how his complexion uh, is. Yeah, he's an Umbaran. <laughs> he's an Umbaran that they allowed into Imperial service. Yes. He's very pale. He looks vampiric. He is. He's great. He really he only, is. He only comes out at night, folks. <laughs> just sucking blood on the streets. <laughs> I just I pulled up his Wikipedia. He is a he is his home world is Lothal. He's a Loth Lothalite. Really? Yeah. But Keep he does home. look umbaran. Okay. Um, Governor Price is not there. Governor Price is on Coruscant yes. for the official celebration with the Emperor, which is very exciting. But I had mentioned it briefly, but you cut me off. You didn't let me build it up. You jumped. You were too fast. You you had too much speed. You had too much speed. You get to play your song. Conch Gal <laughs> is back. Minister Tua, Conch Gal is there. Maketh herself. Yes. She is looking great. I got to tell you, folks. Ooh, she's showing me something. <laughs> she's not getting in the polycule this week, so let's just dispel that notion right now so we still only have Hera so Hera is the only one thus far from Rebels but I gotta tell you I ordered some baseball cards on eBay this week <laughs> so I got a Hera baseball card I got a Bo-Katan baseball card and I got a Tua Best baller seventy five I've ever spent. God, do it. His, I mean, she's got a great cheek. She got, got a great, a great cheek. It to looks her. like she went and got a light spray tan. Yeah. She's got a good hue. She's got a good look. She got great cheek. Uh, she is. Oh, she is something else. And she shuts Commandant Oresco down right away. He's like, <laughs> it was really nice of the governor to let me. Well, well, we'll play the clip. Let's hear from her. Let's listen to the next clip. Minister, I'm honored Governor Price chose me to organize this spectacle. This is no spectacle, Commandant. Citizens, I am Minister Marketh Tua. There you are! Governor Price sends her regrets, but she was invited to Coruscant to celebrate with Emperor Palpatine himself. Let's hear some enthusiasm. Yeah, barrel chested guys there. Making people cheer. We also got Cal. Enjoy the celebration, citizen. He roughed up a rhodium, but it's not the rhodium they're looking for. We're gonna get some ghost crew coming up here. Okay, let's start the celebration. Copy that. Commencing festivities. Lothal is just as important to our empire as any world in the galaxy. And she wanted me to show you why. Citizens, I present you with the latest vessel from Lothal's Imperial Shipyard. The Sinar System's advanced TIE Starfighter. 
New TIE Fighter. Very exciting. Pretty, isn't it? Yeah. I almost feel bad about blowing it up. I sense we'll need to make a quick exit. And who better to take this beauty on her maiden voyage than one of the best Imperial pilots on Lothal, Baron Valen Rudolph? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like a German okay, World War II pilot. Throw this as high Red as Baron. So Zeb, okay, Sabine now. hands Zeb like a little now. thermal detonator. Now. Now. He throws it in the air. And it's just fireworks. It's just fireworks. Um, the minister uh, compliments the commandant there. He's like, oh, great job doing that. And he's like, yeah, he's such a fucking, he's such a shill, dude. Yeah. Like, dude. Maybe if you'd speak up here and be like, I didn't do that. I think somebody's distracting us from something here. But nevertheless, so there we learn here that their target is this new state-of-the-art TIE fighter. Uh, this new fancy-looking TIE, TIE fighter. advanced. Yeah, and the Red Baron's going to fly it around. He's going to do He's gonna do a Blue Angel show. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, swoops and shit. <laughs> um, so there's big fireworks display. Commandant's an idiot taking credit for things that he's not even doing. Zeb's just throwing fireworks up in the air. I can't air. remember if it's the, at this point or another point, but they go into the crowd <laughs> for some B-roll, and there is a Rodian that is blown away by the fireworks. <laughs> he is it the is same one? Super stoked. Is it for the Empire same one Day. that was just roughed up by Callus? I think it might have been. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he took Callus's advice and is enjoying the yep. show. Um, but yeah, you also heard barrel chested officer guy there. Yeah, uh, the Jogan fruit guy, who we remember. Um, he's there and he's like forcing people to clap. Yep. Like. One thing I've noticed about Lothal, I don't know what the population is here, but, like, it feels sparse at times. Yes. Like, this is, like, a big celebration, but, but they it's are, sparse. They do have a good mix of, like, <laughs> there's a weird beard human guy in the crowd. There's some Ugnots. I got to tell you, Lothal humans have the best hats. They, yes, they really do. The conch style is amazing. They, are, they have a weird outfit. Yeah. They're interesting guys. Look at the roadie. He's so stoked. Yeah, he's having the time of his life. Um, but so while all this is going on, everybody's watching the fireworks. Kanan's sneaking around, and we see him sneaks right by, yep. plants a charge on the TIE fighter, and then sneaks away. Um, as he's sneaking away, a stormtrooper spots him, and he immediately goes into, like, I'm at the Toby Keith concert, Chud. Yes. So he does this, and I, it's not really a full clip, but I just love it. Empire Day! I love it! All hail our glorious empire! Right, well, move along. And Yeah, so he does that. He pretends to be, like, this, like, super patriotic. Kanan is fun. Yeah, he really <laughs> like, is. He is. This is not a side that we got to see from the Jedi. Yeah. Because they were all so, too fucking serious. Yeah. Like, Kanan's got some, like, goofy shit to him. He that got I out enjoy. before he got too serious. Yeah. Even though he got out in a very dark way. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, but Ezra also runs up and pretends to be his son to kind of cover for him as well. But he does a hell of a job playing right-wing chud guy. Yes. He really does. Yeah. It's funny how on the nose they're being with him <laughs> mocking this right yeah. here. Like, he literally is playing right-wing chud and guy. And right away, the Stormtroopers are like, all right, move along. Yeah. Because they're used to it. Yep. And so Ezra covers for him. They get away. And, like, right as they're starting to get away, the charge explodes. Um, Ghost crew takes off. Imperials fan out to find whoever did this. Minister Tua is livid. <laughs> oh, she's pissed. Uh, and we also see there the Grand Inquisitor comes out. And the Grand Inquisitor shows up. Also, she took a tumble. Tua, yeah. Tua got blown off of that platform. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, she did not land on her petite feet. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was tumbling. But yeah, the Grand Inquisitor shows up. As they're running away, uh, Zeb is going to take a pot shot at Callus, who's like there. Zeb's got his rifle out now as they're running away. They take some cover in like an alley. And and Kane's like, don't shoot Callus, shoot that guy. Yeah. And it's the Grand Inquisitor. Um, so he's got a free shot at him, and he just misses. Like, he just biffs it. He Couple, took multiple shots. Multiple shots. He did take out a TIE fighter behind him. Like, yeah. Like, that gun is powerful, man. That's like a Barrett 50 cal or whatever there. Just, like, just clean off, man. Yeah. He's just, yeah. But he can't hit. Zeb is not a good shot here today. Um, I shoot for accuracy. No. Um, they get a page from Hera, and, you know, one tragedy of this episode, not enough Hera. No. Not enough Hera in this episode. Uh, Hera can't make it to the rendezvous, um, and Ezra's like, well, I got a spot to hide, but old shoulders here won't fit. He means Zeb. So, you know they're crawling into, like, a sewer system or some vents. <laughs> you know, yep. it's Star Wars. We love vents. So, uh, Zeb's like, don't worry about it. I'll go meet Hera at this other rendezvous point that we had set up. You guys go hide. Um, so they're splitting up. Um, and they do go into some vents. <laughs> yeah. They crawl into some vents. Um, Where would we be without vents? Like, I don't know. The Sith would have won a very yes. long time ago without vents. Um, we get to Minister Tua, who is absolutely enraged. Um, the Grand Inquisitor calls for the city to be locked down. Callus uh, jumps in, too. So you got all the heavy hitters, the Imperial heavy hitters yep. here. Callus comes over and he's like, the Rodian is still our priority. So what the hell's going on with this Rodian? We see him like trying to every Rodian on Lothal is being questioned here <laughs> and roughed up. They don't question nicely either. They like grab him and rough him up. Yeah, it's very mean. We do get some great, sh- <laughs> some great shots of the Grand Inquisitor's head. So like just so happens with Kenobi, like this one really shows the difference between the elongated head of the Grand Inquisitor that we get here versus what we get in Kenobi. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care, but yeah. like I'm just saying, like you can see a very, very big distinction. Hello, that's just uh... <laughs> <laughs> he rolls. <laughs> He's so cool. Can't wait for tomorrow. Oh, chipata! It's only like five. Well, yeah, it's five hours away. Yeah. I might have to stay up. I got tomorrow <laughs> off. I don't know. We'll see. Um. So yeah. Um. Now, our next clip is going to be them heading to Ezra's hiding spot, and they run into a friend at the hiding spot. So we're going to learn a little bit more about this hiding spot and this character that we run into. So that's our next clip. That's an Imperial warning declaring this building off limits. What is this place? You were coming here today. This was your home, wasn't it? Where you grew up. I grew up on the streets. Alone. Then why here? Why now? Had this feeling. Sibo! <gasps> Sibo, it's me, Ezra Bridger. Sibo! He's hiding in like a hole. <laughs> He's got like a, a, a low bot. The Imperials are hunting. You know him? The name's Sibo. A friend of my parents. But something's wrong. What's that thing on his head? Empire's been known to implant lower level technicians with cybernetic circuits. 
Personality sacrificed for productivity. You're like a couple Zeebo's of months away from Amazon doing this. Oh yeah. Than average Imperial data worker. Zebo went to work for the Imperial Information Office after the Empire took my parents away. Your parents? You never told us. What's to tell? They've been gone for eight years. I've been on my own since I was seven. Seven? He's just, he's like all scattered. What's he saying? He's detailing Imperial fighter deployments on Lothal. That's it. Sibo has intel the Empire doesn't want getting out. Sabine, can you access it? I think so. I need a few minutes. Ezra, you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Um, now, I just realized something. Like, I was like, we, we're already this far into the episode. I completely skipped a scene. <laughs> Which one? After Ezra leaves the bar, he somehow, I don't know if he walked all the way to Lothal City. Oh, the Space Needle. He yeah, goes yeah. to the Space Needle, and he, there's like a chip he picks up when he visits his old yes, home there at the Space right. Needle. And you hear the four sound, the whistles, and you overhear his parents' voices. Um, and one thing that his parents tell him is, we have to stand up for people in need, especially those in trouble at the Empire. And so he's thinking of Sibo there. Yes. But as you can also see here in this previous clip, Sibo, he's mad at Sibo on a certain level because Sibo worked for the Empire or yeah. something. Like, I don't know, he must There's not have had a choice. There's an something, but there is yeah. a weird dynamic between him and Sibo. Yeah, but uh, what we don't really know is, how the fuck did Sibo, he's like so scatterbrained and all over the place. Like, did he just... Did he pull a Gordon Lightfoot and just wander off the Imperial stage? He also keeps walking into shit in the background. Yeah. <laughs> He's like not all there. It's no. like they gave him a lobotomy. Yeah. But they put the Lobot helmet on him, the Lobot earmuffs. Yep. And he's transferring all this information. It's very strange. Um, yeah, so I did accidentally skip a scene there. So the funny thing about me to that scene, for me to that scene, though, is like they clearly... the. Uh, you know, just all the town they were in is clearly on the outskirts, like way out there. And somehow Ezra gets all the way back to the Space Needle, yeah. which is outside of Lothal City. He's a fast walker. Yeah, apparently he got there quick. I don't know. Maybe he had a speeder bike or something. Yeah. They just didn't show it. Um, but... I am referring to the hole that they found Sibo in as a gin hole from yeah. now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for, come. Yeah. <laughs> come, my child. <laughs> Like, if this was lost, like, this is the shelter. <laughs> That's where the guy's hanging out know, down yeah, there. Yeah. It's the hatch. Yeah, they find Desmond down there. Yeah, too. he's running to uh, make your own kind of music. <laughs> um, So our next clip is going to be uh, Ezra. He goes into, like, the basement of his... This this used to be his house. Yeah, he, he crawls, goes in the he basement crawls there. back into the gin hole. Yeah, he crawls back into the gin hole. And he has another flashback, and Sabine comes down and checks him. We find out why Ezra's in such a mood today. And then we're also going to get a little bit of a clip here of uh, them accessing SIBO's databanks. Like, this dude, for a low-level... They said he's a low-level engineer. He's got, like, all the schematics yeah. on, like, every Imperial, like, device and machine. Like, ATSTs, ATATs. Like, everything is, like, loading up here. So that's going to be our next clip. The risk you bridgers take. SIBO said you flashback. must think of your son. He's all we think about Teaching Ezra to stand up for people in need. We're fighting for our son's freedom. Sibo not fight battle. Sibo no cannot be won. Neither should Bridgers. You'll want to see this. <gasps> What's with the old disc? My folks used to do underground broadcasts from here, speaking out against the Empire. It's probably just one of them. They're radio guys. They had a podcast. Radio! <laughs> Thank you. 
What are we looking at? It's... Well, it's everything. Imperial specs on the new ties and new T8 disruptors, schedules of troop movements, tactics and strategies. Half of it's encrypted, but it looks like there's a five-year plan for Lothal. And every other world in the Outer Rim. No wonder his brain's shorting out. All that data to overload anyone. The secrets in his head must be damaging to the Empire. We'll need to smuggle him off Lothal. Gotta smuggle him out of town first. You know the only reason the Imperials haven't caught him yet is because their forces were occupied with Empire Day. But the day's almost done. <sighs> yeah, so he runs right into a wall. Just yeah. randomly like, just yeah, runs yeah. into a wall. Like, the dude is not there. They're making it, they're making it known that Sibo's not all there. I yet. must have missed it in the clip, but, like, Sabine finds out it's his birthday. Like, Imperial Day is Ezra's birthday. Yeah. And so that's why, like, he's having such a hard time today. Yep. He, Empire Day, excuse me. So, like, Ezra was born on the day of, like, Order 66 and all the shit that went down. Yep. Um, well, I don't know the exact timeline, but right around there, within days of Order 66, Ezra was born. And the declaration of the new Galactic Empire. He yes. was born that day when Palpatine gave that speech. So, it's a hard day for him. Yeah. Um, it's also, I also found it funny that they're like, they have a five-year plan for Lothal. And that's exactly, like... The exact thing that they were saying about Saudi Arabia and MBS. <laughs> like, yeah. So Conchgal is the MBS of Lothal. Yeah. Have you seen what Saudi Arabia's been up to lately? <laughs> it's nothing good. They're trying to put on the golf, a new golf tour. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're paying like all these PGA Tour golfers like exorbitant amounts of money to play on their tour. Is there? Are, they're doing that at the same time as they're trying to exterminate people in Yemen? Or... Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, their sports commission is trying to put... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, their whole thing is, like, if we get, like, sports in this sort of thing, people will think we're, like, not insane. Well, <laughs> what, the sad part is they're not far off. <laughs> no, like, literally, they that's how you normalize this shit. <laughs> yes. But, like, so they're paying all these PGA Tour golfers, like, trying to lure them away from the PGA Tour with just tons of money. And so far, like, none of the... Like, big names have gone, but people that are out of their prime. <laughs> is John Daly still alive? Because he'll fucking go. Oh, he'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he is still alive. Yeah, but... um, But, yeah, so, like... But, like, the PGA Tour is like, well, if you go play for them, like, you're not welcome to come back and play. You're suspended. Like, sorry, you can't. Yeah. So, like, it's been this big thing in golf lately. I know you're not a golf fan, but it's just funny, like... And, like, the thing is, like, the Saudi Arabian tour, like, these things, these events that they're putting on, like, the first event was in London. It's not like you're going to Saudi Arabia to play. <laughs> it's just they're paying, they're just, like, paying these people to show up in, like, London or various places yeah. to play. And I'm sure, like, the telecast of it has some fucking propaganda. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, the WWE put on multiple shows yep. in Saudi Arabia. And, like, in the middle of the show, there was, like, this Saudi Arabia, like, sports commission. Just five minute propaganda reel. Yeah. And it's like showing like women in positions of authority or something in the like Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and they're like doing behind the scenes interviews with them and it's just like, Oh, you must have a gun to your back or something. Like <laughs> it's really messed up. Um so that's what Lothal has to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. Um, They're trying to get the... They might the, want to put some people in charge that are actually concerned with like capturing the rebels who are causing the most trouble. Yeah. Um <laughs> Like, no, they've had too, multiple they're... opportunities in this episode. 
they've been out in the open, and now they're the ones that are going to get the fucking SIBO out of there. It's they're, hilarious. They're way too concerned with trying to recruit golfers from Naboo to come yeah. and play at all. <laughs> we got to get these golfers in here. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we see some troopers patrolling out in the streets. Um, Sabine immediately kills one and then knocks out the other. <laughs> Sabine's... People are all talking about how Chopper's got a kill count. Sabine's been racking them up so Sabine far. Sabine is just icing, folks. Um, yeah, so they're going to try to get Seba out of there. So Sabine takes out some troopers. They uh, knock out an Imperial transport pilot, and they hop in and take it. They should have probably killed the guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're, they're like, I don't know how they choose. We're going to kill this one, but we're not going to. But he's, he gets a page off. As they steal the transport, he gets a page off. Like, he kind of comes to and he's like, yeah, my transport's gone. Kanan also did a goofy thing, too, where he, like, tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, and Kanan did, like, a goofy, like, yeah. hey, peace sign before yeah. he, like, knocked him out. Kanan's the hippie Jedi. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, Kanan's, like, the cool substitute gym teacher yeah. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's... I'll play floor hockey today. <laughs> they both got the cool yeah. ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Only plays floor hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you guys want to play floor hockey, yeah, all right, let's get do the, it. Get the nets, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they hijack the Imperial transport, and this is I'm gonna have to get the grief cargo Lego set with the Imperial transport now mm-hmm. because I've seen them multiple times, and now I actually am kind of like, well, I don't hate that so yeah. much anymore. Well, and I think that specific transport too. I think I'm getting this right, but it originally it was made by Kenner before it was in any of the movies. Oh, really? Because it had like slots on the side for your action figures to go in. Sure. But then in Rebels, they were like, "All right, let's just write it into canon or whatever." Yeah. And I love like they uh, they also have some like holding cells on the exterior, as we've seen. That's Aqualush- what I, that's yeah. what those were. Those yeah. were originally for like your action yeah. figures to fit into. They put Aqualush Bull in it. <laughs> <laughs> Before his head got I love that, though. We're going to drive through this, like, wheat desert. Yeah. But you're going to be outside part of the elements just getting whipped by (laughs) stuff. standing awkwardly. (laughs) The Aqualush Bull rules, dude. (laughs) I love that guy. We hardly knew you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His brain spilling out on the sands of Lothal. Um, so we inside, as they're driving the transport away and escaping, Sibo's just speaking gibberish. Like, he's just... I don't know. Um, Callus, uh, we see him, and he's paging Commandant Oresco. Now, as we know about Lethal City, there's like a big highway, you know, going in and going out. I don't know where it ends. I think it just ends at like just it just ends at like a, a landing platform. This is I'm telling you, this is MBS. That big yeah. thing is his train that's going through yeah. the entire thing. They're like his city, Neom, is going to have like an airstrip. Yeah. That you land on, and then there's just like a train that goes to and from the airstrip, and then his magical city. They were saying Neom is going to be a city based on a train line, so it, the city was going to be like 200 miles long or something like that. Yeah, that's what they have on Lethal. It's yeah. just one big, one big road. Yeah, there's also there's been some great train lines that we've seen. Remember the Jar Jar Banks episode, or the episode where Jar Jar fucks. And they go after Queenie, but him and Mace, like, there's that one track that just goes to, like, Master Master and Mace. (laughs) (laughs) That episode rules. That's so good. (laughs) I love Jar Jar, dude. Dude's awesome. (laughs) But yeah, that had that one train that just went to, like, the sacrifice area. (laughs) Yeah, so, um... There's only one way out of town on a transport, and you have to take the, the one highway to go to the <laughs> yeah. landing pad. Um, so Callus pages uh, Commandant Oresco, 
who are Lesko, Oresco, whatever. And uh, they've blocked off the highway. And Callus is like, there's a transport heading your way. Do not let them through. So uh, there's like two ATDPs. There's another transport parked sideways. Yeah, they just got a roadblock blo- road. Road set up. Um, yeah, I went through a dust storm in Oklahoma once driving down 35. And that's what they do for like... Their Oklahoma's Department of Transportation is just a guy parking his F-150 sideways on <laughs> yeah, the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what they're doing here. Well, it's also, if you ever played Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, yeah. it's like they do the same thing. Yeah, so they got the highway blocked off there, and the transport is coming at it, and, like, Kane's like, I'm not stopping. And Sabine's like, yeah, we're not stopping. So they're going to, like, just plow through this. So uh, Oresco's, like, yelling commands, like, stop, blah, blah, blah. They can't hear him. But um, they start firing. The ATDP start firing. All the stormtroopers there start firing. Terrible shots. <laughs> like, they cannot hit the... Uh, two ATDPs cannot hit this giant transport that takes up the entire road. The AD, AD, <laughs> ATDPs were built for intimidation. They weren't actually built for, like, war, which is why the ATSTs are so much better than they are. Yes. But still, they're and this crypt- is obvious. Yeah. Like they, their cannons aren't doing dick they're, when they're hitting. Their the kryptonite thing. is sentient forty-pound teddy bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> God, I love those Ewoks. Hickshaw! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I saw this is uh, some discourse I saw like months ago. But um, somebody's like, nobody prefers Yub Nub over the remastered or whatever. Uh, I beg I, to differ. <laughs> I, I absolutely prefer the Yub Nub yeah. song. Yeah. To the special edition yeah. stuff. Oh, God. Yub Nub fucking rocks. Yeah. Yub Nub is literally one of the best songs it's in all of Star song. Wars. Oh. Yub, yub, yub. yub. <laughs> it's so good. And then how it builds yep. to the credits. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, But, yeah, so they're taking shots at the transport. They can't hit it. It's just plowing forward. And so, you know, the the stormtroopers and the commandant have to dive out of the way. The transport just plows right through the other transport that's blocking the road and just keeps on going. These things are built, yeah. man. Um, so uh, we get to Callus, and he hops on a speeder with a couple other speeder troops, and now they're on the highway, and they start a hot pursuit. Uh, we get Callus paging the Grand Inquisitor, and um, he kind of lets them know what's going on. And the Grand Inquisitor's like, oh, we'll get some air support in there. So the Grand Inquisitor hops in a TIE fighter, and he's got two TIE pilots to his system. Um, so one of the speeder troop catches up and throws a charge on the transport and just pops open one of the doors. Uh, Ezra goes out to investigate, and, like, it's just a speeder just, like, just going on its own. I'm like, autopilot. No and pilot. Like, what the hell? And all of, a sudden the, all of a sudden, that speeder trooper is there and is attacking Ezra. Kanan comes in, fights him off, and ends up throwing... He gets knocked down by him, but he does, like, a force push and just throws him onto the other speeder. So he's got two kills there. They they died for sure, right? Yeah, yeah like... They had to have. Super high speeds. They get chucked out. Yeah, they're dead. Um, It's at this point, though, that Callus' transport catches up, and he's like, all right, pull up close. And he goes out onto the roof of it, and he hops onto the roof of the Ghost Cruise transport. Um... But, like, right as he... He also has his... Uh, it should be noted, he's carrying around his Lasat bow. I forget what it's called. Electro staff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his bow staff or yeah, whatever? Yeah, bow staff. Um, but, yeah. So, right as he's, like, about to start fucking shit up on their transport, the ghost pulls up. And, uh, sure enough, 
Zeb is popping out of the ramp as they come down. He starts shooting at Callus. I'm sorry. They, I'm, I'm like watching it on mute as you're talking. They rear end it before Callus jumps on it. And Zebo does the most hilarious face plant. <laughs> He's like sitting and he just like goes forward and hits the wall. Zebo falls a couple times this episode. <laughs> Like, when they're in Ezra's place and he runs right into the wall for no reason. Yeah. It's fucking great. Look, watch. watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yeah. They probably fucked that. They probably couldn't drive that fast in that thing anymore. <laughs> like, you, when you plow through things like that, like, I'm surprised this thing's still going. I'm imagining Sibo, like, the the computer thing attached to his head actually didn't do anything. He just has brain damage yes. from how many times he's fallen. <laughs> I mean, you run into walls like that. Eventually, you know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Zeb starts taking shots at Callus. Um, he kind of, he takes a shot that knocks Callus off, and you just kind of lose track of him but he's very obviously has grabbed onto the other side of the thing um but uh they pull up the ghost and they're like all right get on board um and uh let's see here oh 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 i forgot fuck i forgot i forgot i forgot yeah before this callus's transport starts firing at the ghost when the ghost shows up and so chopper goes on gun duty <laughs> and chopper just a hell of a shot much better than the atdp yeah Takes out the transport and like it does a flip in the air and it lands upside down. Like the two guys in there are definitely dead. Oh, yeah. Like they are dead. Now, it's a troop transport. So I was trying to figure out the numbers here. So we know there's two because when we see Callus before he exits, there's two with him there. I'm thinking it's two, but it's a transport. I know we know there's not stormtroopers in there, too. All of these ships are, like, pretty light, or all of these speeders have been light when they cut to the inside of them. So, I don't know. I could be wrong. But but. also, I'm kind of thinking he caught up kind of easily to that transport, so maybe they weren't weighed down as much. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. But then again, I also say, like, yeah, but that the Ghost Cruise transport plowed through shit. Yeah. So it's probably fucked up. I don't know. We know there's two definitive kills there. I guess you could have more stormtroopers in there. I just don't think they're in there. They never show them. So we kind of have to go with what we know. So, But we finally got some Chopper kills. Yeah. So we'll have to cover that a little bit later. Um, But yeah, so Chopper takes out. <laughs> Chopper just smokes that transport. <laughs> and they do a massive he fucking made roll. quick work of it, yeah, too. <laughs> and then he celebrates. He goes, <laughs> He's a chaos agent. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Zeb ends up knocking Kallus off with a shot. And it's at this point that the ties start to catch up. The ties with the Grand Inquisitor. Um, the Ghost Crew and Sibo, they hop on top of the transport. Sabine puts it in autopilot. And it kind of, the Ghost hovers above the transport and everybody begins boarding. But at this point, Callus pulls himself up because he grabbed on. And he's back. And he attacks. Um, but Kanan stays down there as everybody else escapes. Ign- he puts his lightsaber together. He always has it apart. Yeah, he, has to- he puts it together. He ignites the lightsaber, and he is, like, blat, bat, batting away bolts from Callus at point-blank range. Like, Callus is, like, two feet from him, and he's just batting away his bolts. Yeah. And then he does a Jedi jump, a force jump that is like he's flying. Yes. <laughs> he does, like... He, like, levitates yeah. in midair. And yeah. Goes he, like, jumps above. up, levitates midair, and then slowly, like, a feather <laughs> falls onto the ramp of the ghost, and they escape. Um, 
But they still have the TIE Fighters to deal with. Um, and there's a lot of TIE Fighters. Is the Grand Inquisitor and four TIE yeah. Fighters. We only saw two take off with them, but some others have joined the fray. Do, is one of them the Red Baron? Do we know? I don't know. I would assume they got the Red well, Baron. Well, they were saying this. that the Red Baron was going to drive the TIE Advance, but the Grand Inquisitor is driving yeah. that one. And he could have been knocked out. You know, he was also knocked over by the big explosion, yeah. too. Um, so, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Red Baron was killed in the explosion. Maybe he's somebody that could we be. see again. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, they start attacking the ghost. Um, the ghost does take a hit from the Grand Inquisitor. And when it takes that hit, Chopper, who's manning guns, gets electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just plops over. Um, and when they take this hit, Ezra and like everybody falls and Sibo falls too, and Ezra falls on Sibo. But this fall for Sibo apparently knocks some cobwebs loose and Sibo kind of like wakes up. He like comes to it, yeah. And he's like, Ezra? Ezra Bridger? And he starts like approaching him and like gonna hug him kinda or something. Creepy. Yeah, and Ezra's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird scene because he's like, he's happy to see Ezra, but it's like this really creepy thing where he's like inching forward to like hug, and Ezra's like, not now, Sibo, not now. Maybe Sibo's just a huggy kind of guy, yeah. you know? Um, Regardless, um, he starts speaking Rodian again, and Ezra's like, what the hell is that? Sabine's in the room with him, and she's like, he says that he knows what happened to your parents. So, that's where the episode ends. We got an arc! Hey! We got a second episode. It's not a standalone. Um, but that's where the episode ends. So, like, where we leave off, the ghost crew is being pursued by the Grand Inquisitor and TIE Fighters. And Sibo has information on Ezra's parents that he hasn't seen in years. Uh, and that's where the episode leads we off. We got some meat on this bone. It's got some meat on this episode. <laughs> got some meat! Some roast beast! Okay, um, so that is Empire Day. What does IMDb give Empire IMDb Day? is giving Empire Day a 7.7. 7. So that's a jump up from Very big one. jump up. It was a big jump up for me, too. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode a lot more yeah. than the last episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this... I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm not going to go too hard on it. I'm going to give it a 7. 7? All right. Well, you know what? 7.5, actually. 7.5? The action's great. We got Conch Gal. She's really showing us something all the she time. She was being extra fashy yeah. this episode too. Yeah, and it looks like she got she went in the tanning salon. She got a little, you know, she got a little brunt. She's just looking good hotter cheek. and hotter all got the a time. Good cheek, good cheek, great hue. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I am going with a seven point five. Seven point five. All right. And uh, similar, I I may have gone too low, but I went six point five. Okay. Same reasons, but I'm just I don't want to get I don't want to jump the gun. So. Yeah. We don't want to get burned like we did last week. <laughs> yeah. We were giving out solid ratings the whole time, and then last week burned If us. we got more Hera in this episode, it would have easily been a seven. There's a serious lack of Hera yes. here. Um, we did get her for a split second when the ghost was taking damage, her doing like a move while she was pat piloting, where she was like... Yeah, and then she's Ugh. like, Chopper, get on the guns. And but this she and like that, did know. like a like yeah. a shaky number where she was like trying to take back control. And then the only other time we really heard from her was on the... I mean, you see her... She's not really talking much. Um, she she does see the new Tie Fighter, and she remarks that it's yes. cool. It's just, but yeah, other than that, I mean, she's just, she's on the com with Zeb for a second. There's really not much Hera. There needs to be more Hera. Speed! 
Um, yeah, not enough hair. That would have definitely pumped it up a little more. Okay, so a 7.5 and a 6.5. Always look on the light side of life. You want to butt Charles 12 pack? The Charles, 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 the Charles. Okay. Uh, light side moment of the episode. For me, it's Sibo walking into the wall at Ezra's place. <laughs> it was awesome. He just plants, man. Uh, it's so out of left field, too. They're all talking about, like, oh, he's got all this information. We got to get him out of here. We got to make a super cut of just Sibo walking into shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sibo, that, when he walked into the wall, was fucking hilarious. It was like, why? <laughs> it was completely out of left field. It's just yeah. like, I wasn't, I mean, I know he's a little scatterbrained, but like, why? Yeah. <laughs> but it was perfect. It was chaotic. I loved it. What's yours? Uh, it was just Kanan's goofy shit. Yeah. It's like, caught me off guard, and I, I'm here for it. I want more. Yeah, I like Kanan doing the chud impression. Yeah, the That's chud fun. impression, but then him also, like, tapping the guy on the shoulder, and when he turns around, just giving him the, like, goofy smile with the peace sign. Yeah. Before knocking him out. Also, big shout-out to Ezra for not breaking out the fucking uh, slingshot. Oh, yeah, because he did do that move where he was just about to. Yeah, and, and then, then they like, no, like no, no. Uh, yeah. not now. Not now. No, that's too <laughs> lame. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. Um. I think I can't wait for it to be gone. Yeah. I literally want it to explode in the Grand <laughs> I think I said it last week. I want it to explode in the Grand Inquisitor's hand. Maybe we'll get lucky. I don't know. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Okay. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, Man. I guess I'm going to go with, like, the Empire's treatment of its Rodian citizens. Okay. Um, they're looking for Sibo, and, like, any Rodian they see, they, like, grab and, like... Oh, yeah, profiling. Yeah, they're profiling they're, they're, shit. Yeah, it's it's some serious... It's some, like, Michael Bloomberg in New York shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like the stop and frisk thing. Yeah, they, you know? they read an article about broken windows, and yeah. they're really taking it to heart. Yeah, so I'm going with Empire... The way they treat their poor Rodian citizens. Well, I'm going with the Empire and how they treat their working class there by go. strapping weird mechanical devices to their heads. That's oh yeah, to make them more productive workers. Yeah. So and they, it apparently is not doing a very good job because Sibo keeps walking into walls. Yeah. Poor Sibo has no like. There's something gone. Yeah. But I don't know. Apparently, getting knocked over a seventh time, yes. he starts to wake up. We'll see if he's still there next week. But if this was a real thing, I guarantee you, it would take no time before Amazon was like, "Hey, if you get one of yeah. these, we'll give you an extra fifty cents an hour." And you know what? The thing turns him into like a Lobot. Yeah, it does. And Lobot's a piece of shit. So <laughs> I hate Lobot. I never got your hatred for him. Just fuck that guy. <laughs> he looks like shitty Phil Collins. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ricks. Ricks! You gotta get it up. You gotta get it up. Achieve. But the mean day. Gordon Lightfoot Light Show. Mean day. Get it on. Mean day. Help Dennis Prager. Prager, you, I'm being canceled. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Gotta go Sibo. Sibo? <laughs> He's hilarious. He's really funny. Just running in this shit. Yeah. Very funny. And the way he falls down when they get rear-ended. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just plants. Yeah, he's great. So I'm going with Sebo for Dark Horse of the episode. Who do you got? I'm going Old Joe. Old Joe. Oh, that is a bar I want to drink at. Yeah. Old Joe's great. I love a theme bar. He's got the, like, mock-up of the gunship in the front. Yeah. The phase one helmet in the back. Oh, yeah. And he's talking back. He's not taking any guff from the Empire. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Old Joe's great. I'm all for Old Joe. I can't wait till we walk, till we saddle up at Old Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Have, have ourselves a juice. <laughs> old Joe rocks. Okay. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My Losing my voice. Oh. I was yelling too loud at Gordon. <laughs> oh. God, this song rocks. Oh, okay, good hood. Who was looking Empire Day, huh? Yeah. Who was looking at? Okay. On Lethal. On Lethal for Empire Day. Um, ah, man. There's a lot of great background action going on oh, here. Oh, there was a ton. <laughs> like, the humans on Lothal have the best hats. Weird Beard in his hat? Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird Beard rocks. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, there was also two Ugnots. Yep. Just random Ugnots that, like, when they were yelled at to cheer, they cheered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would be doing a disservice. If I denied the hood, the best good hood, Conch Gal. Once Conch again, Gal. Lovely Hugh. Uh, got great cheek. Uh, I love Conch Gal. <laughs> um, she is great. Um, every time I see her, it's like taking a shot of <laughs> right into my heart. Uh, it's like an amphetamine. I love Conch Gal. I can't wait to induct her into the Polycule one of these days. She's got a great outfit. And I bet you she's going to show us something. I do that thing where I fall asleep and then I wake up sometimes while I have it on. And I had the most serendipitous wake up. Oh, no. I learned a thing or two about it. (laughs) I was literally up for 30 seconds. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, I kind of came to. It could have been a dream. I don't know. But I turned it off. But I heard her talking. And I was just like, oh, my lady. <laughs> I knew she had it in her. She's great. <laughs> um, so I'm going Conch Gal, good hood. All right. Minister Tua. Who do you got? I Just because Tua Tugliavula. It, it hit me like a slap in the face. I'm going with uh, the Inquisitor's flight suit. <laughs> Because yeah. they don't set it up at all. Yeah. They show him, like, walking towards the TIE fighter. The next time you th- see him, he's in, like, a gimp suit yeah. as he's shooting at the ghost. He does have a cool helmet. It does, yeah. The helmet's actually really badass. Yeah. If I was him, I'd make that a regular part of my Inquisiting. Yes. Like, I would put that on. He's It's, it's like, perfect Sith Lord shit. Yeah. It's very cool. It's weird how some of the Inquisitors have, like, extravagant equipment. And now, like... In Kenobi, second sister is just like a lady that's yeah. like dressed in black. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I like fifth brother because he's got the fucking like a uh, disc. He's got the mushroom tip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He looks like Raiden. Yeah. He's very cool. All righty. So that's some good hood this episode. Man, those Lothal citizens, they're hood rich. Yeah. Very great stuff. Okay. We haven't done this in a while, but it's time.
That's right. It's the Chopper Death Counter. <laughs> this is where we're tallying up the number of kills that Chopper has racked up. So, uh, I believe we have two thus far. He took out a couple TIE Fighters previously. Um, and we're, we're assuming those are single pilots. Um, so, we make the best assumption we possibly can with the information given to us. So, he was at two kills previously. He is now up to four. Um, it's possible there were stormtroopers in that transport, but we don't know for sure. We'll be conservative. We're going to be conservative with this one because we're not conservative about anything else in our life. <laughs> so we're going to go with two. So that means Chopper is up to four kills. So um, he's definitely trailing like most of the ghost crew. At this yeah, point. I know. So he's been like laying them yeah, out. But I just have a feeling like one of these days he's going to blow up like a Star Destroyer <laughs> yes. or something. It's going to be like thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's your Chopper death counter. So it's good that we got to bring it back. I made this drop for it, and we just haven't been able to yep. use it. So, Chopper, congratulations on racking those two kills up. You're a real pro. The Clone Cast presents... Power Rankings. Talk to me. Yeah! Alrighty! So, Power Rankings. So, Power Rankings has replaced All-Star of the Week. Uh, and what we do in Power Rankings is we rank our top three characters of the episode. First place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. As of right now, Hera is in the lead with 25. Ezra is coming up second at 18. Chopper's in at 12. Kanan's in at fourth with eight. Sabine is on in fifth at six. Callus uh, has four. That's all Adam. Uh, hot Conch Gal is there at three. Um, and then also some random ones. Space Waffle has a point. Uh, last week, Zeb's Space Waffles were showing me something. Uh, Zeb is still at negative 10 because he just almost gets Ezra killed yeah. multiple times and, like, whatever. And Aqualish Bull, uh, RIP, has a point as well. So. How does he not have more? <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see his corpse laying there one of these days and I'll just give him a few more yeah. points. Um, that's so, that's our current rings. So, um... For my number one all-star this week, I gotta go hot conch gal. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm giving it to her. So she's up to six points because she's just shutting down the Commandant. She's looking great. She's got the conch on. Throwing her weight around. Yeah. And she's a lady with authority. <laughs> like, I want her to come over and yell at me. Yeah. Like, I just want her to yell at me and spit in my face. <laughs> So, Hot Conch Gal is my number one power ranking for the week. Who do you got? I'll go with Ezra. Go with I Ezra. Know, I don't know how many times I'm going to give Ezra number one for power <laughs> ranking, but the fact that he's been going around on the streets since he's been, what, seven? Yeah. That's something. So, one step ahead of the bread line. Dot, yep. Dot, yep. Exactly. All right. Um, for my number two, I'm going with Sabine Wren. Sabine uh, Wren. Yes. Uh, Sabine killed the guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. She shot yeah. She's really good at shooting people in the face. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving it to Sabine. So Sabine's racking up two points for me. Right. Who do you got? Uh, for number two, I am going to go with Agent Callus. Because he is just the little engine that could. Yeah. He is just after him. And he's the only like Stormtrooper Empire person. That's actually going the extra mile. So sure. Hats off to him. All right. Um, I'm kind of torn on number three. I could go Kanan, or I could go to this guy, and I'm, I think I'm going to go with this guy. Sebo. <laughs> <laughs> 
just for running into shit. It was funny. It was uh, it was some <laughs> lovely uh, comedic relief. Yes. It was, and it was completely unexpected. Yep. The first time he did it, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm going with Sibo, and I'm hoping when all things are said and done, we have like a 10 minute Sibo highlight reel yes. on YouTube somewhere of just him falling over. Uh, yeah, so Sibo is my number three. Who's yours? I'm going with Old Joe. Old Joe! For telling the Empire to f- go fuck themselves in so many words. Yeah. I like how he doesn't have the TVs on. <laughs> yeah. The TV. Um, Man, this episode had a lot. Like, Kanan didn't even get a point from either of us. No! But he was cool in this yeah, episode. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Man, there's a lot going on here. Yep. Grand Inquisitor was looking really cool. And we get a part two. Yeah, that I'm excited about that. Yep. I like the cliffhanger here. Very exciting to see what takes place here. Okay, so updated rankings. Uh, nothing really changed. We got some more points for Ezra, though. He's catching up to Hera, so he's in second. 21, Hera's got 25. Chopper is still in third at 12. Kanan did not move, sitting at 8. Sabine has now tied him with 8. Callus is up to 6. That's all Adam. Hot conch gal, 6 points. <laughs> all from me. Uh, and then we also have our, uh, you know, one spotters. We've got Sebo with one, Old Joe with one, Aqualush Bull with one, and Space Waffle with one. And Zeb really trailing behind at negative 10. So that's your current power rankings. All right. Uh, what else do we got? I think that's about it. I think that's it. Uh, so we'll do this thing. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you. Chewbacca. Uh, all right, Adam. Um, we used to do taglines for the Clone Wars, but we don't got taglines anymore. But uh, we're just giving random predictions. Random for predictions what you think are, is going to happen yeah. next. So it appears that this is a uh, two-parter. Uh, what's our next episode? Our next episode is <clears throat> Gathering Forces, Gathering season forces. one, episode nine. Gathering Forces. Um, I think they're going to be able to extract some information from SIBO, and they're going to relay this to some of the contacts they've been making, maybe to the Fulcrum agent that okay. we've heard so much about. And the the Rebels are going to be gathering forces with this new intel that they got. Cool. The Rebel Alliance is going to begin to... Co- uh, is, is some cohesion is going to take place. That's my prediction. All right. I also predict that SIBO will literally fall out of the ghost to his death. <laughs> I think he'll just walk off the ramp while they're like mid-flight, and he'll great just if, fall into a conch. It'd be great if Chopper just pushed him off the ramp. I wouldn't put it past him. No. I don't. I don't know his motivations, but he is a chaos agent to the max. So, alrighty then. So that would be season one, episode nine. Um, gathering forces. Gathering forces. All right. So we look forward to that. Alrighty. Adam, where can the listeners reach us? You can hey, always baby, send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at clonecastpod. Well, I got a TikTok that actually got some likes. Yeah. 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 Uh, 500 likes. Also, reach out if you want to join the Discord. We'll gladly send you a link to that. A lot of Kenobi talk on there. Uh, if you... Oh, can't wait for tomorrow. Great. If you can, leave us a review. That always helps. Five stars. Tell a friend. We will see you next time for Gathering Forces. Until then, may the Arthur M. Anderson be with you. I have no idea what that means. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's death? <laughs>